Hey everyone, today is Wednesday, the 10th of November, 2021. This is The Gap, episode 591. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gilroy is here. Job, yep. we have a returning champion to the podcast. Look out. He's back. Look <laughs> out. Jungus Ray's here. Jerry, hey, how yeah. Oh, pretty good. Good to be back. How you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, it's raining at the moment, so hopefully um, it doesn't get too tin roofy sounding when the thing starts pelting down a little bit because it was like that before i was worried that it oh, might no get a bit too yeah. no yeah. way we can hear it on our end uh my problem with the fucking rain is that it's been holding like it hasn't broken the humidity you know how uh, uh no neither of you would know this but up in fucking queensland when it storms that's it right you like yeah. sit there praying for the storm to come to break the humidity because it just sort of builds and builds and builds in the air until you're like literally fucking swimming in air. And then it storms and you're like, fuck yeah, finally. Like, this is it. But no. But isn't Queensland storm-, storm like three minutes? Like it just fucking hammers oh, for yeah, three minutes and then it just stops. And you're like, all right, cool. Yeah, done. it's like fucking <laughs> all of the storm all condensed into... And then you're like, fuck, perfect. Meanwhile, this shit's been going on for three fucking days. It's been going on for like six months. Oh my god, it's disgusting. <laughs> I've been sleeping with the fucking air going on because I'm like, I can't do this. It's been going on for like a year because if you remember the last summer, we didn't really get a summer. It was just like kind of cold and nasty and rainy throughout the whole time. I don't know. I was indoors so the entire yeah, time. I wasn't here. Was, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't remember last summer. I don't remember fucking. I know what you did last summer. Oh, <laughs> oh did apparently you? the TV show for that is terrible and oh, really? I, I, I don't understand what they thought would happen because the movie wasn't all that good like i don't remember. first one's all right Second i think they just like good. they update it to modern times so like figuring out what someone did last summer is like checking their instagram from like yeah. a year ago <laughs> yeah i was gonna say facebook and out myself as a boomer anyway yeah, speaking yeah. of tv shows uh i've been watching arcane which is the uh is the lol uh netflix anime not very funny um so far i haven't lolled much but it is pretty good it's surprisingly good uh i've seen the animation on this thing it looks really good yeah the animation's fucking out of this world okay. uh shit's all over dota which it turns out i wasn't like it wasn't me being hung over that made me want to vomit while watching uh dragon's blood it was the animation it's just this weird choppy effect in the animation or something i don't know it just makes me want to fucking spew right. uh, like i've been playing vr for six hours or something but uh no okay yeah I, I thought it was like first half of the first episode i'm like uh, uh i don't give a fuck about it. i don't know who any of these people are and i don't give a fuck about any of this <laughs> where's the auto chess segment right <laughs> chop chop where's the fucking why aren't they laid out on hexagons um they should make a cookie clicker anime and then you'll be right into it i fuck yeah it would be I'd be well into it. Um, do you know, I saw Cam Shea, the AU editor for IGN, playing Cookie Clicker the other day. Oh, He's yeah. all the way in. I reckon it's Luke's fault. Um, Why is it my fault? Did I talk to him about time, it? You fucking dork. Yeah, you talked about him about it. Um, I don't remember. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Like, I think it's worth checking out. I mean, it's the animation alone makes it worth giving it squiz, but... The story like picks up after the first half of the first step and uh, starts to get really interesting. And the ride at the end of the first step is really interesting. I just haven't had time to fucking watch any more of it because we are midst, in the midst of hell week. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we might blast straight past that. I just wanted to call it out. 
uh, and moved. Have you guys seen the um, the uh, Castlevania like, anime as well? Yeah, fuck yeah! No, just speaking of like, yeah, speaking of good animes based on games, yeah, that's that's the best one in my opinion so far. Those like, fight scenes in the final um, oh, season, yeah. so good. They, they're doing another season, right? I think that's it. Really? I thought they were doing one more. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but uh, I mean, the last one was pretty oh, it's wrapped final. Up, but like, they could do <laughs> the classic time jump type thing, right? Oh uh, yeah, true. Um, yeah. No, that that anime fucking rules. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's definitely the gold standard in my opinion. I've, I've gone back to those episodes like five times just to watch the fight scenes. You know, yeah. when you're like scrolling on Netflix and you you don't know what to watch. And I'm like, I just want to watch those fight scenes again and do that and then go back to work. Yeah, you can just, you, you can actually just type in pornhub.com on your phone or whatever if you want. Like, you don't have to scroll on Netflix. For Castlevania porn? Worth. Yeah, like any any kind of porn, actually, John. There's loads of porn on Pornhub. What's the rule? Uh, What's the internet rule again? Uh, rule 34. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, Camilla. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Video games. What's first on the list? Hell here? Week. Hell Week. Let's talk about right. Hell Week quickly. Right. Right. Let's tease a few things. Yep. It is Hell Week. We've got Call of Duty Vanguard coming up, Elden yep. Ring, and Battlefield 2042. I've been so, talking to the team making Call of Duty Vanguard. Yeah, uh, I've been playing the fuck out of Elden Ring. Playing as much Battlefield 2042 as they will make me. Um, as they will let you. <laughs> as they will make me. As they will force yeah. me to. Um, um, so we'll get to those a bit later, but we'll yep. go through a couple of um jung's got like three years of, of content to catch up on so <laughs> yeah, what have you same. been playing <laughs> oh, God. we got chivalry too yeah i don't know if you guys have played it um yeah I, not, I, not since the latest update they, they did a new update right with yeah i haven't played the latest update either i haven't had time um but uh <laughs> but i've played a decent amount of the game we've been fucking um, boomed yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the new update looks good. I still don't think like the last two updates have had features for like competitive stuff. It's still not going to be competitive because they've got like their three v three arena thing. But if you actually play it, um, like sometimes it doesn't even match you up with the people in your party. Uh-huh. Like I mean, you'll you'll join as a party of three, and then you'll have like one of your party members on the other team. <laughs> so it's like it's not at all uh, like a you know a esports thing, um, but it's just good fun. Um, yeah, I love chivalry. It's like the taunts. I think um, the, the some of the comedy has gone out of it. Like some of the the verbal taunts are a little bit too high production value now. Um, I, I kind of liked it from Chivalry One, where it was just like, "No, my lord, yes, my lord, come hither." Um, but uh, now they've got these really, really uh, awkward voices. Um, these really exaggerated um, voice acting. Um, but, uh, but the crunchiness of, is still there of like when someone crunches you with a fucking mall. Um, and the, like the sieges of cities are really, really fun. I love jumping on a ballista, uh, getting a twofer. Um, yeah, fun game. Um, I never One played more, more about when it first came out was how they just failed to incentivize like actual team play. Like they just didn't really do anything to to make your team actually play the objective like it was a it was a frustrating experience being on uh the side of uh, that was filled with people who just wanted to go fucking team deathmatch somewhere because 
all you do is watch them fucking run away from the giant tower they're supposed to be stopping to go fight in the middle of fucking no man's land. Yeah. Does, like, have they done anything about that over time or is that? I think it's the same. Thing? I think it's just it, like, it comes down to if you care about points, like I've had matches where, cause you get points if you're on the objective, yeah. uh, just like a steady trickle. So I've had matches where like I, I'm winning in points, but I have far fewer kills. Mm. Um, but so yeah, I, so I'm the king every time you get to be the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just focused on the objective shit king. and shit king. Shit king. People like yeah. bring up the fucking scoreboard and they're like, he's only got fucking fifteen kills. Shit yeah. king. Oh shit, let go. Oh, we've lost already. It. Oh, shit king. I love it when the map doesn't even have a king and people just go shit king. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I uh, yeah, I mean, it, I guess if if your team doesn't care about points, then you're just fucking screwed and yeah. Um, yeah that's a shame they like because it'd be so easy to manage that shit right to to because like it gives you points but not enough to make it like noticeable it doesn't promote how you are playing the game correctly Mm. and what people don't understand i feel like job's planting seeds here for later on (laughs) 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 what 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 doesn't seem to understand is that like people like the, what the team deathmatches don't understand team deathmatch players don't understand is that if they they can still have their team deathmatch experience on the objective right but they're not fucking led they need to be led by the nose to be on the objective and so it needs to be really fucking obvious that that's where you'll get the most out of having your fucking fights mm. and by failing to really fucking flag that shit just doesn't do a good job of uh of dragging like other people idiots basically yeah to do to to the right thing you know you've got idiots and then you've got people who like the, the other side of the spectrum who played a shitload of chivalry one mm. and are so fucking good they can take on like 1v4 yeah like legitimately just you know dodging backstepping doing wide sweeps countering jabbing at the right time to interrupt your attack like there's some people who are just like invincible. Yeah. Yeah. Did you play mm. Mordhau much? No, nah, I never played Mordhau. I heard it was good. It was good. Mm. Yeah. It was good. It had good map design too. I think the problem I had with Chivalry 2 was that a lot of the maps felt pretty like linear in terms of getting from point A to B to C to D and like Mordhau is a little bit more like branched off a bit. It's the it's the lane around. thing, right? Like uh, Chivalry does the the three lane philosophy, whereas Mordhau did the sort of honeycomb thing. Okay, and, yeah. uh, I think honeycomb map design is way more interesting, and, and mm. lanes just result in fucking campers uh, hiding behind tiny corners or sitting up the back with a fucking ballista slash longbow yeah. or coward so, cowardly cowards. archers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. yeah um yeah. yeah but that was a lot of fun and um the i like i i thoroughly enjoyed it i managed to get a couple of non gaming friends or like friends who like i used to play games with in high school um like I, I got into this weird thing with a couple of mates from high school where like all they wanted to do like they wanted to uh meet up and catch up a lot and play games but they only wanted to play the games we used to play in high school which was mostly Counter-Strike. <laughs> yeah, for us it was Counter-Strike. Um, but they kept on having this thing where like they expected to just jump in the, back in the game and own again and like be back in that day when, in high school when we were just like owning the server. 
but it just wasn't happening and we were losing every game. And I could see that they were like, they were expecting to have this like nostalgic glory moment, um, like recapturing the old glory days, but it, it, it kept on being unfulfilling. Mm-hmm. And I, I kept on trying to drag them into the new era, like of, of like, uh, you know, like let's learn some of the call outs of the maps and let's learn some of the, the flashbangs that we can throw over the walls so that we we're not just dry peeking everything. Uh, they, they weren't too keen on it. Um, you know, like even, even things like knowing upper dark and lower dark on dust two, or even just like throwing the flash over long a at dust two. Um, that was like, I was like, yeah, everybody knows this now. So like, if you don't know it, like you're not even silver level. Um, but I was able to get him into chivalry and then we were all sort of able to start at a, a baseline. Are you got cool ass for chivalry or no nah. you fucking <laughs> firebomb over the wall? Per- pixel no. perfect fucking aim. No, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. I just, when it uh, goes competitive, you will. Uh, rush him with a mall and press Q and fucking win. <laughs> Hey, I have a question. How come uh, how come medieval games always wind up filled with Nazis? What's the deal there? Have you this noticed happens? that? No. They always, like, the fucking, the chat always winds up being full of Nazis, and you'll notice, you never noticed a bunch, of, like, in Chivalry 2 especially, uh, you'd either have guys who would make a character who was black and then suicide, <laughs> I, I and they'd tell people they were doing that in the, in the chat because they're like, uh, heinous, heinous reasoning, but uh, you know, what? uh, yeah, <laughs> Africans couldn't live in Europe what? in these times is what they, they waste their time doing that. Or because I, uh, I, I uh, made a black dude. Um, they would target me. They'd be like, they specifically oh, target you. Wow. I'm gonna find Joby and and kill him because he's a <clears throat> N word. And uh, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this shit? And then they, you know, they're typing their Opus Day shit, and then you go on the fucking forums and whatnot, and you're like, it's just filled with fucking neo Nazis. It's pretty weird how they all gravitate <laughs> towards fucking weird medieval games. Yeah. So it's the same Mordhau, same as Chivalry One. I think it was worse than Chivalry One. I'll be uh, honest, I don't look at the chat most of the time. No, um, that's probably fair. That's probably a smart <laughs> plan. I noticed a couple of people using the N word, but um. Hmm. Yeah, most of the time, it's, I'm just mm. on voice chat with my high school buddies. Yeah. And we're just yeah. like, yeah, going ham. Smart move. Very smart. Yeah, I would probably disable Sometimes in Counter-Strike, I disable the chat. Yeah. it's just like, what's the point? Especially at 3.30 p.m. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> 3.30 p.m. is the, the time. In uh, Siege now, you have to turn on all chat. You have to, like, it's off by default. Yeah, you've only got team chat, which is still bad That's enough. But like, weird. I, I, I don't hate it. I I was like, oh, I got to be able to tell people good game, and then I turned it back on, and I, like some dude had also turned it on, and I'm like, GG, and he's like, what the fuck do you know, motherfucker? And I'm like, I'll turn it back off. I think. Have a nice day. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, um, cool. All right. Well, that's Chivalry Two. You can play that now. It's out on Steam. Um, there's a new mode we don't know anything about Epic (laughs) Epic yeah it might be on Steam Um, is it finally on Steam I think it's just Epic it wouldn't have expired be like a a minimum of a year at least yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, but you've also been playing Age of Darkness yes and that one is on Steam and that one doesn't have any other people so they can't tell me how promiscuous my mother was right 
Um, and uh, it's sort of like, well, it's basically they are billions, mm. um, if anyone's played that. So uh, I've written back at Fandom, actually, I was writing about this like rise of the winnable city builder um, or like the winnable uh, RTS slash city builder. And so this one is kind of like, it's, it's that same thing. Like, you know, it's, it's like Frostpunk. It's, um, they are billions. There was a Conan game that had this as well. Uh, there's mm-hmm. been a couple others. Um, so this is like very, very close to they are billions where like you have to, you're given, uh, very few resources. You have to build a city. Uh, you start in the center of a map. There's tons and tons and tons of enemies all over the map and you have to slowly clear the map while building your city and finding uh, resource-rich deposits like towards the edge of the map. Mm-hmm. And periodically, big waves of enemies are going to come at you and wreck your shit. And, uh, and they are billions that this is zombies. And in this game, Age of Darkness, it's nightmares. Mm. And uh, I don't know, they're like demon-crawly things. But um, the, the, the gameplay difference between the two is uh, in they are billions, if your zombies get all up in your, your houses and shit, uh, for every building, they destroy more zombies spawn out of that building. So it can quickly get out of control. So like if one zombie that you haven't noticed finds its way into your housing, kills one house, like it, the, the zombies grow exponentially inside yep. your base. Uh, so this doesn't have that. This this is just, just like if they get in your base, it's the same number of nightmares that keep on destroying stuff. So it's a bit more manageable. Yep. Um, but there are a couple of other things that make it harder um, one of them, which I, I kind of disagree with, um, and I, uh, I was watching a dev Q and a session and they said that they had some internal arguments about this, but, uh, it doesn't tell you the path that the enemies are going to come from. Right. Mm-hmm. And it tells you like where they're going to spawn. It like shows you the spawn point on the map, but the maps are so like, um, you know, there's, there's forests, there's mountains and stuff. Uh, there's other obstacles. Uh, so it's when you're watching the big horde, like it shows you a big red icon on the mini map as the horde approaches your base. And sometimes it's like it's even juking you like uh, it'll it'll like fake right, but it's actually going left or, you know, it'll fake like it's going to come from the bottom and it actually like loop around to the right side of your base. Yeah. And so in this type of game, you need to like like it tells you before the big horde is coming and you need to build all of your defenses in that direction to, to prepare and you just can't like really uh, divide your defenses between a couple of different entries. Um, and that's kind of what it's asking you to do. It's like, uh, you know, we, we're not going to tell you where they're coming from. Build your defenses everywhere, but there's just like not enough. Um, so I, I think it's perfectly okay in this type of game to save scum and just go like, uh, okay, well, you didn't like, like the, the spawn point was at the bottom of the screen. I built defenses on the bottom of my base. And then you looped around to the right side of my base. I'm going to save scum and go back and build defenses yeah. on the right side of my base because I feel like this is how the game should be played. Um, I don't know. I think I think the dev team is still mulling that one over. Um, yeah, it's in early access, right? So it's possible that that changes at some point. Yeah, I think some of the dev team even wanted it to be harder and like not even show some stuff, like not even show where it's coming from. Oh. Um, yeah like at all from the get from the yeah. outset like not even show the spawn point and like the horde icon and stuff Jeez. um so so then you'd have to like build on like four entryways 
And like, like I, I've gotten to a stage where I think I'm pretty good. Like I've beaten it on hard comfortably. Um, you know, I'm at the stage where I could like beat it on hard while adding some of the additional things that make it harder. Modifiers, um, yeah. So I'm not like bad at the game. And I'm, and I feel like, um, like it's too much to ask players to, to build on multiple fronts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but other than that, it's, it's super fun, super addictive. It has the same addictive quality as they are billions. Uh, takes a long time to play. So, you know, I had mates that have kids and they wanted to get into it. And I had to just tell them like, look, get a seven hour stretch or you're not going to be able to do much in this. Yeah. Um, because it's like, it, it should be like a four hour game even without the pausing and you should be pausing a lot like to micro and stuff pause to micro during the battles pause to build buildings while there's a battle happening elsewhere uh and then yeah you just like slowly clear out the map clear out the map uh it's kind of interesting the way the city building works because the farms um the farms take up a certain amount of space but uh it's the tiles in a circle around the farms that they exploit for food and then you need food to build housing for people and then you need housing for like soldiers and to man ballistas and stuff like that. So it's like food is kind of the source of all that. And uh, food is, is just tied to the amount of space that you can take. So you can kind of judge uh, a city's strength by how much space they've taken throughout the entire map. And if you like, if you were to build something right next to a farm, those tiles that you built on can no longer be used by that farm. So you need to have like lots of clear space that the farms are like, you know, dotted within that clear space, uh, exploiting all of that clear land for farming. So like if, you know, if someone's taken up half the map with farms, you know, they're doing pretty good. Um, yeah, so I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting how it's like, uh, uh, I mean, you know, the first couple of games you play, you just try to play it like a normal city builder and you're not really taking much space. You're just like cramming everything into your tiny, tiny city, trying to defend, fend off the waves. Uh, it's not going to work. Uh, you have to, you have to take, you have to build lots of troops. You have to build an expeditionary force, take large sections of the map, exploit it, um, fight off a wave, rinse and repeat. Yeah. 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 Right. I've been playing a little age of bill, uh, not age of billions. Uh, they are billions. <laughs> um, not, not loads. Uh, I was just really put off by the fucking, uh, like everything around the game because i think last week I, I said to myself basically uh what i really need uh is not age of empires is basically something like they are billions right where i'm basically just making my pretty city and occasionally i need the stakes i need the fucking something to be present to create a threat to make building the city slightly different each time and so i, I decided to give they are billions a try because i know luke's played it before ages ages ago and he recommended it i just don't like the fucking like the voice lines and shit oh, like, yeah. what the <laughs> fuck is going on who are like a they sound awful they sound like they were fucking performed on my fucking mic and b like they're just <laughs> like the lines are just so dumb and there's only about five of them so every time you click on these fucking cunts, you hear them <laughs> fucking say it again. You're like, oh my fucking God, am I really going to hear this? Yeah. There's, over um, and over? The main difference between the two, like, They Are Billions and um, 
Age of Darkness is Age of Darkness has a hero. So mm-hmm. if you can imagine clicking on all those soldiers and they are billions, but the, the obviously the person you click on the most in Age of Darkness is the hero. Yep. And you're giving so like you hear those lines a lot. Like I walk towards darkness, like you hear over right. and over. But are they like <laughs> cringe tastic and poorly performed because that's the problem i have with that like because you know i you know i don't have a problem with like the repeat lines they sort of worm their way into your your head so they're fucking uh, yeah two no, and a half decades not... later you're going work work and yeah, like that's for right, no yeah. reason at all <laughs> yeah i still do the age of empires ones uh they're not they're not bad in um age yeah. of darkness yeah they're not right. bad and it's an aussie studio right yeah, Aussie made, which is cool. So uh, big, big man Serrells. Uh, sorry, uh, big man uh, Walker. I'm getting the two Kotaku editors uh, confused. Yep, yep. Uh, Walker Kitaku. was, um, yeah. <laughs> Walker was. He put me onto it. Um, yeah. He was writing about it on Kotaku, and he got me a code. And um, then, uh, then it got to that stage where, um, like, I think he, he probably had the same thing. Like Walker was like, he got addicted to it, and then you get to a stage where you just have to write about it because you're spending so much time on it. And like, then I had the same thing. I was like, oh, I got addicted to this. I just played this for seven hours. Now I have to write about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like that's, that's always the concern with, with, that's the good thing about having a podcast where you can just fucking chuck it on. But I haven't even reached seven hours with fucking Day Are Billions. Maybe I'll switch it up and go for Age of Darkness instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give it a go. Um, yeah, it's, it's been years since I dipped into Day Are Billions. Um, yeah, I mean, just, just save scum. Honestly, that's my only, that's my main tip. Pause a lot and save scum because, you know, I, I, I think like the fate of your city should never come down to a coin flip. Um, yeah. So just get around that. Yeah. Nice. And pause a lot. Yeah. Pausing. It's yeah. It's not cheating. It's, it's how the game's meant to be played. Just pause during battle to micro. Uh, if you're if you're microing on the one front and you need to do some city building stuff, just pause, do the city building stuff, go back. Like I kept on trying to play it like it's Age of Empires, and it's the wrong way to play it, you know. Mm. Yeah, good. Yeah. Speaking of Age of Empires, uh, Age of Empires Four is out. Um, Job's talked about it before. I played a little bit of it now during Hell Week. <laughs> um, not a whole. I haven't played a whole lot. Maybe just a couple of missions in the the campaign. Um, you were talking recently, Job, how like it does this like full motion video sort of introduction to the campaigns. And mm. I think they're done really well of like How this, cool are they? Like <laughs> you're, you're, best you're doing, part of the campaign in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, you're doing like they're they're showing you like, hey, here's this the Battle of Hastings and and uh here's when it happened and here's what it looks like now there's these old like castles and there's these green lush fields with fat flowers and trees and they sort of like overlay uh like penciled armies into the into the scene and then eventually you know they're talking about like basically like a history rundown of what's happened and it goes for a couple of minutes of like here's how it started here's what's happening you know here's here's what things look like and then eventually it chucks you into the game and you sort of play out that scenario. Um, it's like those I think fucking... it's just done what, really well. What were those... Encarta. It's like a, the videos in Encarta, <laughs> Encyclopedia, yeah. back in the day. Like, you'd be like, yeah. fuck yeah, I am actively learning now. Thank you, computers. I didn't absorb anything. It was in a dumb book. But now, <laughs> I'm in. 
Like they mm. could definitely yeah. make a new Encarta and use this as the fucking the start off point for sure. I remember that. I actually yeah. haven't even like uh, dipped into that yet, but uh, they look really interesting. Like I saw the one because uh, in one of the preview streams they did the one on the trebuchet, and that oh, looks yeah. super duper interesting. Uh, but every time I jump in, I just want to play multiplayer, so I haven't even checked out the campaign yet. Uh, I, don't, I I honestly I I think the game part of the campaign is is not good. I did not like it because uh, I just want to play skirmishes when I'm playing, mm. but uh, I don't even want to play multiplayer. I just want to uh, comp stomp. But uh, yeah, and I didn't didn't think the fucking game part of it was good. But I legit kept playing because of those fucking videos. <laughs> They're so good. They're so nice. interesting. Fuck me. Yeah. It's so much better than putting like a, uh, a a loading screen or like a wall of text on the side of the screen that says like here's what happened and it's like five paragraphs and and like I'm not gonna read I'm not reading that although although I don't know if you noticed or if it's still doing it at this point because it shouldn't mm. be it shouldn't have been doing it at any point but uh, it's not loading the next level while the video is playing I don't know if you if it's doing that for you oh weird yeah it doesn't take that long and you can skip it which makes it better than forza horizon 5 immediately uh (laughs) and then it goes oh we were just loading the video not the game yeah Yeah. we just (laughs) (laughs) well i think i think the videos might be the bulk of the fucking because the game's (laughs) like 100 fucking gigs or some shit it might be mostly just fucking high high def videos like they're just like they're 4k videos apparently some of them wow fucking hell and there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot huge. of Well, I'm loving the multiplayer. Yeah. I don't know about you, y'all, but uh, I, I love this game. I love it. You going um, uh, full pro yet or what? Nah, I just haven't had the time. I, I really wanted to. Um, like, I was like, before this game came out, um, I was like fully gung-ho. I was like, this is going to be my main game for the next year. I'd already played the early sessions. Like, in my head, I was like, okay, we've confirmed this is not a dud. We've confirmed this is a real Age of Empires. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, and then I got this new job. And uh, so <laughs> now I've only had time to like dip into a multiplayer game. Uh, like I really want to know all the build orders. I want to know what counters what. I want to be able to scout an enemy, see what he's building, and then go, okay, he's going for this. Uh, that means I need to transition into this. Um, but yeah, I've had nowhere near enough time to study all that. So instead, like I don't even know any build orders like, I just I just wing it. Uh, I, Chinese is my main. Uh, they're like one of the weaker ones, and uh, I don't care. I just um, I just like it. I just are they, I, are I just they think weaker? it's neat. Yeah, they're weaker. Uh, at what the about moment, the nest of bees. Nest of bees, bees. is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, nest of bees is very good. That's like their one good unique unit. Yeah, um, they've got a bunch of other unique units that haven't really found their place. Like even the fire lancers, not really. Yeah. Uh, the um, the archers that fire multiple arrows, not really. Um, even the uh, the palace guard is like a it's like a worse version of the men at arms because it doesn't have a shield and it has less pierce armor. Yeah. Um, so it's like you you would much rather have a men at arms, and you only get it in the castle age. Um, so like other, other races are like pumping out knights and men at arms in the, uh, feudal age. So by far the OP one at the moment is French. Right. Um, yeah. French get like basically, especially on water maps, French get a castle age ship in the feudal age. Yep. Uh, they also get knights in the feudal age and they get wicked, uh, crossbows 
and they get awesome siege if you go to the late game they get the royal siege weapons uh and they oh, get yeah. like their landmarks are good too so they're they're by far op the meta pick to counter that at the moment is uh, abbasid dynasty because they got camels um so you like you guaranteed you're, the french are going to go knights and then you can try and counter it with camels and other knights the camels by themselves won't counter the knights um because the knights have just such good stats um, right. but, uh, you need to like mix, mix knights and camels and spears and stuff like that. Um, one camel will give like any nearby knight the debuff. Um, so you could even just have like one camel and a bunch of spears or something. Uh, but yeah, and then it goes down from there and like towards the bottom is Chinese, but I just like the Chinese. So, um, yeah, I like their siege weapons and, um, yeah, but I, I um, love it. Have you tried packing up your landmark as a mongol and then like hiding it in a corner of the base <laughs> where nobody can find it no, I, I, I have a theory that it might be a very strong strategy troll strat <laughs> i just hide it in the corner have you seen the um the the mongol town center rush no they just park the town center next to the enemy town center and uh <laughs> and like in between their wood line and their town center and they just like shoot all the vill- villagers <laughs> it's, oh, that's it's extremely annoying uh, i think they're gonna patch that out because um, <laughs> apparently it's like one of the most boring things to play against like <laughs> it's just super annoying um but i love like i love that's when a, rts is in its early stage like this and we're seeing all the interesting strategies come out like obviously yeah. that that's an annoying one but um uh, i love you know people coming out with you know they'll write an article on reddit and i made a a Chinese fast castle in seven minutes that can pump out four knights by, you know, this time. And you can use those for raiding and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I love, uh, and then, then figuring out what counters what I love this early phase. And like, I think age of empires four like has the depth and has the quality to support all those like counter stri- strategies and counter strategies. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I'll probably try like Abbasid and uh, Delhi uh, and Chinese have like really high learning curves. Yeah. Um, but I want to I want to learn them because I love the asymmetry between the factions. Yeah, um, that's my favorite thing about Age of Empires because it feels like I wrote about it in my review. It feels like not only are you like you you learn something by playing a new faction, and then that learning feeds into and like when you go to another faction, that learning feeds into even like the the asymmetry is so fucking diverse i mean obviously french and english are pretty fucking similar but uh like it's so diverse that yeah like each one just sort of fucking spreads in this really interesting way so even when you haven't learned anything particularly big in that last game when you go into the next one it will have fed into so much more learning again and it just feels Mm. really fucking good if like there's a real satisfaction about it and i'm not even playing fucking multiplayer i'm just playing fucking comp stomping so like i'm not even learning against real people yeah like, this is just basic very basic strat shit like yeah. almost just me shit like <laughs> yeah nothing yeah. nothing better about it which yeah is cool. I, I like that um like one like say for example you do like back in age of empires 2 it didn't take very long in the grand scheme of things for the the build order to be solved right yep. like we within some you could say like a year or, or a couple of years uh we we 
had roughly settled on the right thing to do in the first 12 minutes of the game. Um, that's just not the case in Age of Empires 4. You can't, like, there's going to be, like, every every civilization really is, like, capable of rushing or booming or turtling. Uh, even the Mongols, like, the Mongols have a strong boom. Um, and, like, uh, you, you can't port up that build order over to a different civilization. You have to figure out, like, a whole new way of doing it, a whole new way of getting the influence bonuses from the base building. Um, so I like that, um, I like that it's going to take a longer period to, to quote unquote solve age of empires for. And I also like that, um, going through the motions of all that is going to happen. Like it's going to take longer to solve, but the individual games are quicker because like everything is faster in age of empires Four, which I think is great. Yep. It's, um, the gather rates are about double speed. Uh, you know, like the building times, you start with more villagers. Like there are lots and lots of things uh, in the game to basically like have have the time that a game takes. You know, because I think that's great. Because in Age of Empires 2, as much as I love it, like I've played a lot of Age of Empires 2 def- um, Definitive Edition in recent times. And I get like it's the goat and I love it. But you also sit on your hands for like a large portion of the first part of the game. And you just kind of think to yourself, like, probably this whole section doesn't need to be here. Um, I think that's something StarCraft did, like StarCraft II did, like, you know, uh, around the release of the Legacy of the Void. They fixed up their early game in a way that just kind of like got rid of the redundancies. And they were like, does, does all of this need to be here or, or can, we, can we cut the fat a little bit? Um, I think that was the right move. It's the right move in AoE4. I think RTS is going to be continuing on that path, like... Um, yeah, to me, it's like a similar thing as is what like Dive Kick did and Fantasy yeah. Strike did and fighting games where like uh, you just you cut the fat because it doesn't need like if, if you can have an experience with the same level of mind games, the same level of competitiveness, but it takes half the time, then absolutely do that. Right. It's the right choice. Well, see, I guess the only problem there is because uh, you wrote about this on Kotaku, right? Um the only problem there is like those games didn't see great commercial success. And so you got to fucking wonder if a company like Microsoft would ever allow that sort of thing, like how burdened they are by the, uh, the expectations of large scale success on the other hand. Mm. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Like the, the, there's, there's, there's this whole thing, right? Cause I was thinking about it ever since I read your piece. Uh, the flip side of it is that the Game Pass model may actually allow them to abandon that our primitive fucking notions of success because those, those sales expectations may no longer be as heavy duty. Like there are, or like Game Pass, there's a Game Pass subscription model has both negative and positive uh, uh, implications for the future. But I do think that that might be one, like maybe they can divorce themselves from a system um, that is tied to sales numbers, MPD numbers or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, and instead do something really experimental and bold. Cause I, yeah. I wonder if dive kick would have been a lot better off if it had just been anyone can play it at any time you know yeah yeah i see what you're saying and, and dive kick like it was it had the depth like it was it was um played at uh fighting game competitions and stuff like the, even the big ones and it was well received among the com- competitive community but yeah 
I think with a little bit of probably with a little bit more of stylization and stuff, um, it could have been more of a commercial success. But the expectations that you're talking about, um, yeah, they they are important to keep in mind because like. Like, I think the expectations are probably the reason there's water maps in Age of Empires 4, despite so many people not liking water maps. It's just like... I fucking hate them. <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. Most, I think most of the community does. But it was just, like, expected that it was going to be in there. And if if you venture too far away from the expectation, then you get situations like Command & Conquer 4, where people are arguing, like, hey, maybe this would have been okay not as a Command & Conquer game. Yeah, but because you made it a command and, and same with like Dawn of War three as well. Like, hey, maybe, maybe this shouldn't have been a mobile. Like, maybe if you made a separate game, this could have been that. But maybe Battlefield should have classes. And yeah. oh no, 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 we'll get there. We'll get there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm getting ahead of my, ourselves. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, no, that's that's very true. Like, there there is certainly uh, pillars of games. I don't know if fucking water maps is a pillar of fucking Age of Empires, but uh, yeah, yeah, like there are certainly pillars of these games that have to be adhered to to be recognized or qualify yeah. as as a game. I think AOE Four does a good job though of like recognizing those pillars and like still still cutting down on the amount of time it takes to play a game while while keeping like the essence of the game. Yeah. Like you can still make strategic decisions around like your food sources in the early game. Uh, one of the interesting things they did was get rid of uh, house walling. Um, right, because you can just sort of fucking yeah, like path directly through, right? Yeah, because my whole thing is about like um, we should increase the amount of strategic cho- choices made in the early game. Yeah, uh, and house walling for me was always like uh, one of the very few strategic things you can do in the first f- five minutes. Um, but but I guess uh, it doesn't. It doesn't really. Like the problem with house walling is that it would indirectly punish, or maybe actually directly punish, the uh, factions that require, like the Chinese, right? They wouldn't necessarily work very well with it. No, is it the Chinese? Who who has that big fucking circle, and you got to build everything within the fucking circle so that you uh, get more gold? Who's that? It's one of them, isn't it? Oh, uh, Chinese have the. Um uh, the what you may call it the you know, that learning center or whatever it is. No, that's Abbasid. I think you might be thinking of a different one. Yeah, but yeah, or is Ab- Abbasid is the one where you got to link them all together. So yeah, that, yeah. they'd be indirectly benefited by a house right. wall, right? Whereas like others, I, I swear there's one of them where you're supposed to fucking build it all within Delhi Sultanate, right? They've got the house of learning, and everything you fucking do is like built around that, right? I don't know. One of them. Yeah. One of them definitely has this, right? I, like, I feel like it was a decision made because it changes the the asymmetry of the faction or the, the asymmetry of the factions and, and the way that they, uh, like, have have uh, economic gains is is changed because of how you lay out your, your bases, which is one of my yeah. favorite things about learning each new civilization. So yeah, it's worked for yeah. me. But. And you can still kind of do it, like... like it- you can have houses next to each other, but there's like little laneways now in between them. And I've seen players successfully plug those holes with spearmen and really frustrate an army of knights with like just a few spearmen. Hmm. Um, so that can still be done, but I guess the game wanted like walls to be walls. Like it's, yeah. it's more common to actually build long stretches of walls <laughs> in this game. 
I like. I mean, at the like, yeah. The, there was a tendency to just not build walls, right? Like when you yeah, just yeah, well, you would just use your buildings so as walls. <laughs> it did sort of defeat the purpose of having walls at all. Yeah, uh, I like building walls now. I'm like, uh, I plan to have enough stone in the um, either the feudal or castle age now. Like I, I do a pretty strong turtle, I reckon, with the Chinese, even though I'm just winging it. Um, I try to like build walls in the feudal, block off some key points, uh, build a second town center, get into the Song Dynasty, and then get the uh, the increased uh, rate for pumping out villagers out of two TCs. And then I go for like a, a semi-turtle, semi-boom kind of thing, survive until late castle or imperial, and then just like overwhelm them with all my business. Yeah, hmm. nice. I hate that you can't fucking hold on to the last dynasty's fucking uh, benefits unless you build that fucking the spirit way. Yeah, yeah, that's silly. Ah, oh. because oh, you want to build those villages, forget. like the Song <laughs> yeah, Dynasty's right? villages. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking forget. I'm like, hang on, that's not fucking supposed to happen. Yeah. Ah, for fuck's sake, god I, damn it! Um, I was angry about not being able to uh, build the like the crossbowmen anymore those like repeater crossbowmen but oh, yeah. then i worked out that they're shit shit so and uh, matter, yeah. <laughs> so it was okay <laughs> yeah yeah are there um are there either map editing tools like to be yeah. able to create like big game hunters style yeah. uh like maps where there's just a gold mine that is everlasting type yeah. thing uh, I'm not sure about ever. You could probably just like put nine 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 or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, there's definitely like some mod tools. So we'll be expecting to see some crazy business. I don't know if you've ever seen um, Forest Nothing. <laughs> Those Forest Nothing. It's it's ridiculous. I, I had to try it as soon as I saw it. But like, if you look up streams of people playing Forest Nothing maps in Age of Empires Two DE, mm. uh, the whole map is just full of trees. That's right. it. It's just it's just chock full of trees, and uh, <laughs> you got to cut your way out to have enough room to like build farms and stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. That's gold. Yeah, it's like a four-hour um, game, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got lots of wood though. Um, yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's move on here. We got a ton to talk about. There's Age of Empires Four. Yep. It's out on Game Pass, or you can buy it, but get Game Pass. Um, we we get paid a dollar every time you mention Game Pass on here now from Microsoft we do. mentioning Game Pass. We get a dollar from Game Pass. A Game Pass yeah. dollar, you might say. We haven't mentioned this yet. People won't, won't really appreciate it, but we're going in order in terms of numbers right now. We've done Chivalry <laughs> 2. We've done Age of Empires 4. And the next game we're going to talk about is Forza Horizon 5, yep. um, which we we played a little bit last week. We um, got it a, a couple of days before embargo. One. Um, one day before one day. embargo. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, I think that both of us pretty much on the same sort of page where we weren't necessarily enjoying what it had to offer. Yeah, um, I've had a bit more time to play it, and I'm still sort of on that page. Like, I'm just not having. Um, I, I need a challenge in there. I feel like the idea of just giving you all of these cars off the bat and really just taking whatever car that you want into any race um just I, i'm just not finding that very interesting at this point and i i understand that some people enjoy that and that's this game is probably catered more towards them but 
for me, I want some sort of sense of progression in the game as opposed to just literally spinning a wheel and getting like a random car um, where the game like gives you off the bat a $160,000 car and then you spin the wheel and you know next you get a, a $1.5 million car and then the, the third spin will be Ford Focus and you're like alright cool <laughs> what am well, I going to do with that <laughs> what was really bad about the wheel spin system and like I don't I, I actually I've come to quite enjoy Forza Horizon 5 uh, spending some more time with it but I still hate the wheel spin system and what was really telling to me was when I spun it and it rotated and tick 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 and it was between like a fucking Lambo like a really nice looking Lambo and 40,000 credits. And in my gut, I'm like, please land on 40,000 credits. Because with 40,000 credits, I can do something interesting. Whereas with the Lambo, I've already got like a fucking McLaren blah blah and like a fucking Pagani whatever the fuck. So like, I didn't care. I'm like, I don't, I'm not here for car collection or that. I'm here to do interesting things with interesting cars and so i want forty thousand dollars instead of your half million dollar hypercar which oh probably half me even more like two million dollar fucking hypercar like yeah yeah it, it was just a really telling moment in how bad i think the wheel spin system is to me because it just doesn't work if you're not engaged in in that system and i think i mean all three of us are pretty attuned uh, to how exploitative uh, that particular style of motivation can be. But um, yeah, definitely, it, it's very hard to ignore once you know it's happening. But even still, it, like from a gameplay perspective, like you're saying, like I don't know how it can incentivize a player from a progression point. You know, like I, it just doesn't make me feel like I've earned whatever it is I got out of the wheel spin mm. and so leveling up and getting a new wheel spin means fucking nothing to me except for hopefully i get forty thousand credits so i can spend it on something cool sounds um, like a sort of classic example of extrinsic reward reducing the intrinsic reward yeah yeah that's basically it and it, the thing is it's not novel to forza horizon five like it was there in four and was it three that debuted it? Maybe, I think. yeah. I haven't liked it the entire fucking time. Um, but yeah, anyway, so you're still not really loving it though, Luke? I mean, like, I, re I remember playing four a lot and being like, all right, I'm going to buy this car and then get to, you know, this point and, and drive around in these certain vehicles. But now I'm just literally in these supercars the entire time and I've not bought a single one. Like, it's just, that's what it's given me. And I'm racing in one of those every single time. Like, I, I yeah. want the challenge of like, I was talking about it last week and it, it seems to be there, but they're like blueprints that other people have made. And it's the ones where it's like, this race requires grade B restricted cars. And then you go in there and you choose your B grade car. Yeah. But there's not enough of them like most of the main races are just literally take whatever car you want and fucking race it and 
I'd be really interested go. to see how it is now that it's populated by most people. Because back then, like before, it was only people who had bought the fucking tippy top version or game yeah. reviewers who had an early code. And I know. Wasn't I it just game reviewers at that point, though? Uh, last Thursday, it was still. Friday was when the. Friday changed. Yeah, Friday is when. I've seen. A, I've, I've seen. Um, people driving around in my game now and doing yeah. like global events or something like that like it'll come up with a drift score and everybody's got a drift for nine minutes and eventually you fail and you're like well why did i do that for that was good um, yeah that was <laughs> great thank job you well done yeah uh which is then you know that's fucked because at the end of the day you're not relying on yourself but if you like you can do well but you can still lose because there's not enough people doing that challenge or maybe five minutes in people have just left and decided to do something else because they're bored like yep. i don't know maybe that thing is too long um yeah but yes i'm noticing more people driving around and that sort of stuff but at the end of the day like i i jump into a race i'm using the fastest car i've got because that's the fastest i can get the race done like as quick as i want and the um driver task system i still don't understand it in terms of how it's populating mm, different players like it just seems too. random i i had it seems to be working better now um in terms of the correct numbers like it was just weird numbers of, of people that were playing before like here's job and job's level 15 and here's steve Wright at survivor and he's level 55 and here's someone else and they're level you know 20 um we're like that seems to be working better now people have levels whereas when i was playing it it was just sort of blankish um but what i'm noticing is job's level 15 and this person's 55 and whatever like it just doesn't seem to have any effect on what it's populating these races were like someone who's level 15 is coming second last and then every other racer is level zero and then you know someone else is 25 and they're coming sixth and then the you know someone that's like level four is second or something like that and it's just like it's just no does yeah. correlate like there's no attachment to what these numbers mean to how it's populating these drivers it just seems to be randomly assigned to people and doesn't you know and then i play the next race and job who was coming second this game before is now second last and nothing's really changed we're on the same cars i don't know uh yeah. it's just weird like it just doesn't explain yeah, that's the, that stuff has no fucking. There's no link between, yeah, like what it's telling you and what you're seeing happen. So it just has no meaning, really. Yeah, it's uh, it's odd uh, that that element of it. But at the same time, like, it's it's about like to me, it's become about it being a driving game, not a racing game. I've mm-hmm. just sort of recontextualized it from racing game to driving game and i'm having more fun with it uh or like outside of i played the fucking battle royale mode which is there from day dot played it a couple of times because i saw steve wright from survivor uh he was quite upset because he couldn't win it he's like i'm never gonna get the achievement for winning this i'm like all right (laughs) fair enough i'm gonna go do this and uh (laughs) i knocked it out in like four attempts uh first attempt i had no idea what i was doing i'm just sort of driving around uh and i uh made it to 10th but yeah. sadly steve how do you how do you knock people out what is the, the so you go like? you drive up uh you find them in the world and you honk your horn at them and uh that challenges them to a head to race 
and then you have to get over to wherever it is as fast as humanly possible. And if you okay, get cool. there first, you can either take their car or you can upgrade to a new car. And is it giving you randomly assigned cars when you start? Or? Everyone starts out in a punch buggy. Okay. And uh, you go from there. You sort of level up from there. But there are randomly dropped cars around the map so basically what you want to do is is you pick somewhere on the map and you pick anywhere on the map like the full fucking game map uh and then uh you go find like there's purple smoke and uh that indicates that there's a car drop you go find better car than the punch buggy which is literally anything in the game anything you can find is better uh and then you uh but they're ranked. They're sort of like, oh, this is a rank two car. And they go all the way up to rank 10. And generally, but not always, I was like rank four and a bit of rank six driver uh, or rank six car anyway. Um, generally, a higher rank means it's a better car or will be faster. The reason I my rank four beat a rank six is because the rank six was like a fucking Mercedes-Benz uh, coupe. And uh, I was in uh, this fucking Ford Bronco thing. And uh, so instead of driving along the roads to get to the... I just fucking beeline straight over the fucking mountain. Uh, And it was a lot faster than trying to stick to the roads. Mm. Um, And so there's that sort of stuff to take into account, like what what the terrain is going to be like, where you're racing to. And like over the course of it, like I sort of started out, I'm like, okay... Fair enough. And then you see in the loading screen, they're like, oh, the the head-to-head race ending will always trend towards the center of the circle. And so when you... So that changed it by like the third third game I played. I was like, okay, so what I'll do is I'll loop around. I'll look on my map to see where the fucking circle is. And then when I fucking honk my horn at a cunt, uh, to trigger the race, I'll always already be driving towards the fucking center of the circle, so I'll have a big fucking lead on him. The only reason I lost that one was because I drove up on a dude. You can't really see them until you get really close. Uh, I drove up on a dude who had like a rank nine car, and I was in like a, this rank five piece of shit of like fucking seeing him like <laughs> wow, fucking blast past him. I'm like halfway there, and before he's even started driving, and then he sort of like turns around and just fucking flash beats me to the fucking point i'm like oh fuck's sake that one i had that one i think because i could have upgraded to rank nine the game i won rank uh the fourth fourth attempt uh that's basically what happened i i stumbled across a rank nine car uh like i don't know my fourth the fourth car i found uh i went from like rank two to rank nine just on a random drop which I think is disgusting, uh, won my next race with brutal ease because nobody, as far as I could see, had more than rank five. So I went to rank 10. I'm in like a fucking, the custom-made Battle Royale car that like is basically perfection. Uh, everyone else is in rank five at best. And I literally just went, went around hunting cunts down and beating them. And there were like numerous times where I'd be like, there'd be like four people all racing nearby. And I'd just go find the one with the highest rank. There was a dude who was like rank eight. And I'm like, yep, you're it. Fucking took him out. Because the others, I didn't have to worry about, right? Like they were only rank six 
or five. I'm like, well, fuck that. That's like, I'm going to take out the rank eight guy so he can't get up to rank 10 and maybe beat me. Fuck this shit. Goodbye. I took out like nine fucking cars uh, on my way to, to winning that one. Uh... By the end, it was a rank five and a rank seven against my rank ten. And like when it's counted, like when it's down to the final circle. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be the last twelve cars, but I had fucking walloped these cunts so hard that it was uh, the <laughs> last three cars, and it would have been one on one. It would have been a one on one, except it called it. It like cancelled my final head to head. As I was crossing the fucking finishing finish line, it was like, head to heads are over. It's now time to get to the final destination. And like, I'm like, but I just, I was just about to fucking win. Get the fuck out of here. And then it was like some place that was like seven kilometers away and the circle doesn't matter anymore. You, <laughs> whoever gets there first wins. And like, I'm heading in the wrong direction. They're already on their way. But again, I'm in a rank 10 car. So it didn't like, not only did it not matter, that I was way behind them from the get-go. I just drove up past them. But then, like, when I drove into a fucking tree trying to bust my way through the fucking forest and got stopped dead still, and they overtook me, and I'm, like, reversing, and then I drive into another tree and, like, fucking miss Magoo my way through this fucking forest. That didn't matter either, because my car was so much better than theirs that I could fuck up all I wanted. I literally just, just drove up... I was I could have I could have fucking reversed like I was literally just sitting next to one of them for like a good fucking kilometer just driving alongside him like feathering the gas like just sort of fucking taunting him and then like a fucking belted off I should have I was like full-blown rabbit in the fucking tortoise hair and the tortoise type shit and I should have fucking lost I deserve to fucking lose I should not have won that at all it was disgusting but like I could not lose there's something, like, as far as Battle Royales go, it's a deeply broken system. There's no way it's in any way fucking fair. But I did win, and I took a screenshot just for Steve Wright to upset him because I got the fucking achievement four attempts in. And <laughs> uh, that's all that matters. Yeah. And he's still trying to this day. He's still um, attempting. I got, like, seven wheel spins out of that shit as well. It was ridiculous. Like, you get oh. f- fuck tons of levels. But, like, the good thing is... It was all about the racing. Like, that was the only high positive. Like, they need to do some fucking mad ballads passing on that shit. But, like, it's actually a pretty compelling fucking method of having online races with people. Like, Mm. that's what I was saying last week. What Forza Horizon... What's going to make Forza Horizon 5 work for me is whether or not it's fun to play with other people. And, uh... That's sort of what's played out. I'm more interested in playing with actual friends and uh, I haven't had a fucking opportunity because we've been playing something else mm-hmm. uh, since since it came out. But um, yeah, like when I do get the chance to, I'm, I'm very fucking keen to play yeah. with other humans who I know. I think that's going to be the proof of the pudding. Right. Yeah. Well, like one thing you talked about last week that I went back and, and uh, well, I didn't go back, but, but I was sort of playing it and stumbled across a couple more of these, was the, the sort of lack of challenge. And we were talking about like lack of challenge in the races. It just felt too easy. And you pointed out the one where um, you looked at the, uh, the time requirements and it was like, if you did it in, uh, like the minimum requirement to do this race was like 10 minutes and you would get one star. And then, uh, 
so I, I was doing a bunch of these and I was like, oh, I can actually go back and look at like, I can replay those maps or I can, uh, those races and see what other people have done. There's like a leaderboard. And so I went back and looked at the leaderboard because um, to give you an idea, the very minimal you could do was the 10 minutes, right? That was one star. Two stars is nine minutes, 10. And then to get three stars, you needed it eight minutes, 20 seconds. And so I went on the leaderboard and the very slowest time for this particular course was six minutes, 50. That was the, <laughs> and, and it was six minutes, 50 was the, lo- the slowest time. The second slowest time was five minutes, 12. The third slowest time was four minutes, 30. So like there was a, there's a big gap between the three slowest times in that race, right? They've got to be going in reverse, right? They're going in. I was like, they were trying to do something like, (laughs) and this was, and to give you an idea, this was, uh, this is 1300 players at the time that Mm -hmm. I looked at this. And so nobody even came close to like that 10 minute mark. And, and so I, and then I looked at the next race that I did and, um, that was the slowest time that you could pull on this particular race to get the one star rating was five minutes and the uh the slowest racer on that particular course was two minutes 50. <laughs> <laughs> like they were nearly like they were they, they, was, they still had yeah the second slowest racer was two minutes 15 and um yeah, yeah like that's just that gives you an idea of just how they're sort of structuring some of these races and what is going on there but it's sort of too easy at that point like or like it's like nobody's a lose everybody wins you're all winners around here and that is the <laughs> that's the type of game they're sort of making is like everybody's having fun whereas i want to i want something like to you make give me a cry. bit of a challenge right and maybe this is just not like i'm in, i'm having fun with it like it's a fun game i just like i can see all these flaws that I look at him like, well, what is the, what's the point then? Is there any point or am I just literally fucking driving around in these cars? And that seems to be what it is. And I guess people enjoy it, but there's so many we talk because we, we recorded this before the reviews went up, right? And so many reviews that I read was like, yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same game as the last one. Yeah. Like not much has changed. Like that was a consensus through so many of these reviews. And I think the thing was getting like nines and tens by these people and like, right you're talking about how like not much has really changed like where's the evolution where's the 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 taking game design ideas and trying to evolve it or make things a little bit better and whatnot but i saw that as well i I don't agree with i I don't like i very very uh highly respect uh my colleagues the australian (laughs) reviewers who gave it tens but i don't agree it's a 10 it had i've had so many issues uh like and you know uh to be honest actually they were both they were probably playing on xbox um i read the reviews but i don't remember what they were fucking playing on um they were probably playing on xbox and it's a standardized platform and so sometimes issues don't don't occur but i did run into some pretty uh some pretty like glaring shit that i i'm surprised they missed like not just crashes and stuff although i had a couple uh but also like just the pure I, I don't I don't know how Far Cry can get slammed for overwhelming people with too much on the map, uh, and this game gets away with it because it is impossible to decipher what the fuck is going on on this map yeah. after you've opened up a couple of fucking 
uh, and when you clear it, it's like there's a little tick below, and you're like trying to yeah, <laughs> like see past like okay, right, that's got a tick, and there's like seventy things on the screen. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I don't agree with the tens, but like obviously, you know, the scores don't matter. It's the words that that really count, and I, I thought they wrote really good reviews, um, and you got to fucking take into account your experience right uh at the end of the day that's the only thing that matters i saw all uh, those good reviews and then i saw your opinion luke <laughs> and i was like oh was that? this should be interesting i think you tweeted something uh, about like not yeah, having a very good time a, with it yeah and um i had like my like right before that i had seen like five like 10 out of 10 reviews or something uh, yeah and then i saw your tweet and i was like oh this should be interesting yeah i posted that that we were just talking about like the how there's no challenge in the game and like everybody gets a fucking pat on the back and everyone's a winner because the the task is to finish this race in 10 minutes and the slowest time in the leaderboard is like six minutes something out of 1300 (laughs) people and he's the slowest by like two minutes like it's just there's no challenge there and there's no and I, i like i was watching uh gran turismo drop some trailers uh, recently, and, and we were talking about this last week. How like I'm really pumped for Forza, but now I'm sort of leaning back in the other direction of being like, actually, maybe I want to play Gran Turismo and, and get those like slower cars, and then you know work my way up to the Japanese sports cars, and then the the Formula One cars, and like have some sort of sense of progression and learning these tracks. And because like I don't learn anything in these races, right? I just kind of I look at the mini map, and when the thing tells me to break, I just fucking break. And I yeah, drive. Yeah. Whereas yeah, they, in Gran Turismo, I'm like, really I learned corners. And... Like, remember how it used to be like you'd get fucking these tiny increments of uh, like more credits and stuff. And obviously the credits don't really matter unless you're specifically trying to build stuff. Uh, yeah. But like, yeah, stars don't matter and XP doesn't matter. And none of this shit matters. But like, I was, I was kind of annoyed at how hard it was for me to fucking work out how to actually change my difficulty like the the complexity of a race i just wound up doing like the default presets i just keep bumping up the default presets until it got too high and even then like in certain in certain situations you can win the unbeatable the unbeatable drags with ease like there's and obviously there's not much they can do about that but like i just i just found it really interesting that my fucking super van was able to blitz un- so-called unbeatable fucking AI or uh, driver ties um, without any real hassles uh, just because yeah. it's a drag strip and it doesn't need to turn. And I've done some really fucked up things to the motor in that thing. Um, yeah, it's just it's just disappointing to me. Like, yeah. And like continuously stepping it back from unbeatable until I found like something that I, fe- I felt was interesting to race against and not like tediously annoying where I'm having to rewind every time I don't take a fucking corner perfectly or some shit because I'm not a fucking Formula One driver. Right. Um, that kind of thing. Because all it seems to really do is step up the fucking race class of the uh, the other drivers until... Yeah. And, and that's just... It doesn't really... Have you figured out how to win a starting line race yet like i get blitz every time i get off the starting line no idea no idea and i'm still i was still winning drag races in the fucking in the old uh yeah super van but uh yeah no i've got no idea how to fucking do that shit and 
drives me bonkers. Because, uh, yeah. The, I'll have cars the fact that, that are the same, exactly the same as me go past. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. Fair enough. There's no countdown? Like, why is there no fucking countdown with this shit? Oh, they've never, crazy. I don't think they've ever had a countdown in this one. But, like, it's a drag race. Mm. And it's just sort of, well, fucking go whenever, mate. I don't give a fuck. Like, it's just so apathetic about right. the start of these races. That's what cemented for me that it's a driving game, not a racing game. Like, because the races don't Go. Run. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, um, I did. I did do one of those. Um, I don't, I'm not sure what class car, like races they are, but it's like the Colossus race where you jump in and you do like a 10 minute loop. Well, I mean, the, a super fast car, but it's like a 10 minute loop of like the entire map, and that stuff is cool. Like you get to see all the different biomes and and, and that sort of thing. Um, and it's mostly on highways, and so you're going 230, 300 kilometers an hour, and I, you know that stuff is really fun but um i'm just sort of getting i jump in and do a couple of races and then i jump out and play something else at this point i'm just not it's not really capturing me as much as what i hope it would yeah. so yeah a bit disappointed but hey maybe it's just not for me so um all right that's forza horizon 5 game pass hmm. check it out um just quickly, uh, I've been playing a bunch of Satisfactory, uh, a little bit, 20 hours or so this last week. Not a whole lot. Just, um, a, little. just a little bit. A slight taste. Uh, well, had an update, I might, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the plan was to play Forza Horizon 5, but I just kind of burnt out on that. So I was like, oh, I got some time now. Let's do Satisfactory. Update 5. Um, this is a, a construction building game that we've spent a lot of time in over the last couple of years when they've been dishing out these uh, these major updates um yep. this is on the experimental branch of the game at this point and then they'll roll it out to the main uh one quite soon but the basic idea is they've they've um a couple of new changes in there they've cosmetically updated a bunch of things in the background so you've got signs in the game now that you can access you're able to um stick these signs on top of buildings or construction equipment or basically wherever you want there's different size signs and all that sort of stuff um there's new materials that you can sort of uh use to uh cosmetically put onto your factories um new foundations new walls new ways to uh, construct roofs that sort of stuff um you can go in and customize the colors of all of these things now um not not just the walls and the roofs and uh the floors but the actual buildings you can jump in and customize how they look and what colors you want so if you want to sort of color scheme certain areas you can jump in and do that um there's patterns and and all sorts of stuff that you can unlock as well so aesthetically they've sort of allowed you to customize your factories the way that shit yeah yeah you want to as, as opposed to everything sort of just being that yellow color that it starts off with as a default um, way um, one other thing they've put in there in terms of building is called zooping so previously when you would build like a floor you would kind of just put it down and then go and then make the next floor or the wall and so, sort of try and aim it so that's in the right spot now you can do this thing called zooping where you kind of just click and drag and it'll make this really long um, 10 by 1 sort of floor lane that you can build and it's really quick so now rather than just clicking like one at a time it just quickly 
all in a line, off you go. And you can really make uh, wide open floor spaces quite quickly by just click and dragging on this zooping thing. Works really well. Everything sort of just snaps together and off you go. Um, so sort of like floor planning is a bit easier now, which is great because you get to a point early in that game where you're like, oh, if I build all these floors, I can structure things a little bit neater and everything's sort of leveled out. And by having this uh, new system in there, it really makes things a lot easier to, to lay out the, um, the, the factory floors, which is great. Um, they've added updates to trains. They've got train signaling there. They've got a collision system. Um, they updated the vehicle behaviors, the way that they drive around, which is great pathing and that sort of stuff. And also uh, cosmetically updated some of the environments. So um, there's like a couple of different biomes in the game where they've uh, given them like a facelift. And also uh, there's a bunch of caves that you can explore in the game. And uh, it seems like they've done some passes on them as well. So uh, yeah, that's sort of like the gist of it as in terms of the big things that they're doing. And obviously um, some smaller tweaks along the way, you know, some patterns uh, in the uh, like what's required to build certain things has been tweaked a little bit. Um, but it's a lot of bug fixing and, and uh, fixing performance. Uh, they've dropped in the... Um, dedicated server support which is still very early but you can do that we had one um, one of our our listeners uh, JB tried to fire up a um, dedicated server it couldn't get it we couldn't get it running in the end but um, I think it's maybe like some sort of firewall issue at this point but that's that's in there now so we can start some sort of um, dedicated server we wanted to but in the, at the same time we were kind of just playing off of um, Drew and I were, were playing off of my PC and across the the 20 hours that I played, not a single crash at all on experimental, ran perfectly. Um, frame rate was was fantastic. Um, like no issues at all. And like, it runs great. I mean, like I kind of wanted to touch on this, but the, the last like week, I've seen a lot of talk about... Um, unpacking right and we talked about unpacking last week and how how great i think that game is like it's really good but i'm also seeing a lot of people talking about this game like it is the fucking best thing that's walked in this planet in terms of game design and i'm like really that like that's where you're going with this and i feel like i want to show them a game like this and be like look at the shit this thing does like it's fucking bonkers what this game can do and and just how insane insanely good it is as opposed to a game where you unpack boxes. And I like that game. I think it's good. I just don't think it does anything revolutionary that is mind-blowingly um, that we can see like in, in all these other games that I play. And so, yeah, just every time I jump into Satisfactory, I'm just blown away by how, how much fun I have in it and just how insane the things it's doing. Like, I just don't understand how they're doing it. It just doesn't make sense to me I the have... optimization is very impressive like i'm always yeah. really impressed by like factorio and satisfactory and games like that dyson sphere um like the just the optimization that they have to get to to make all of that stuff happening um like frictionless and without stutters and stuff it's pretty amazing yeah and, and have it run like perfectly <laughs> like have it run well i mean you know, I'm 20 hours in, but I've, I've got a lot of stuff everywhere and like, it just runs so good. And 
just blows my mind that this is something that has been designed and it's gotten to the point where it's it runs seemingly very well um yeah and and like i just want to show those people like hey look look at this shit over here look what this thing's doing you know i get that you can pick up a fucking bottle and it makes a sound on this surface and (laughs) i mean like i've i play fucking rainbow six and when i shoot a door it makes this door like a yeah you know shooting a door when i shoot the metal there is it's got like the aussie made bump going for it and it's got like the um the the sort of like story about trauma thing going for it. i haven't played it yet but i hear like the unpacking the items tells a little bit of a story yeah it does um so it's got um, that and it does you know, that stuff well those but are I things that think... some reviewers really like to sing the praises of yeah i just think they've gotten way too attached to it again i like that game but i don't think it's <laughs> like doing anything game design wise that is you know yeah it's a small indie game um but yeah like satisfactory is amazing like this game is phenomenal the things that it can do it's like it it ticks those boxes of like that idle game but in a first person sort of perspective and um i was like i messaged we joe jumped in when i was playing it i was like fuck i miss you playing this because i need the exploration factor because it's got so many different like you don't just build stuff you've got the exploration side and the researching side and so i've built all this stuff and i was like all right well i'm going to spend this day the next three hours just roaming around collecting hard drives and searching for materials that i haven't found before so we can unlock the blade runners and run around quickly and uh get the zip lines going and like all that sort of stuff where there's this entirely other side of the game that one person can dedicate their entire play session to and just unlock all this other cool stuff and um yeah, yeah. it's just so deep that game uh i think it's it's very good and it's a, a devastating time sink to just jump in and get lost in um, it's the one that i haven't played yet i've played factorio i've played mindustry i've played um dyson sphere but i have not yet jumped into satisfactory yeah, satisfactory is the thing where you're you're building these things and you're down on the ground and you can see it all. You're running around and and like that the scale of it the is the change so, of perspective really alters really alters how you experience it. Yeah. Mm. And the, the the other thing is like the the sense of discovery, like um learning these systems and how they work with each other. I always remember those first times when Job and I were playing and we would build things and they just work. Like we'd set up this thing and it would just work. Like, oh fuck, all right, what we've got this idea. We've got this thing that'll build here and it'll go into this box. And then what if we stuck like another box on top of it and then have that feed into this thing? Well that work and then like it does and like holy shit, that's awesome. And then you get further and further down the research tree. And then you unlock a thing that does exactly the same thing you've just built, but it's something you discovered for yourself. Uh, and then like having you and I trying to sort out power issues in our base and like having this weird system where we can switch off our main base from our power grid and trying to get things back up and running and event like jumpstarting our power grid. And, and they've now incorporated like that sort of stuff into the game where you can, rather than just deleting power lines like they've got like a fuse box now you can just switch it off and like it's it's so good <laughs> it's so good the things yeah. they put into this game that like yeah it's awesome so good um 
I think it's getting close to being rolled out. I feel like next year it's got to be hitting 1.0. Has to. Yeah, which will be awesome. I mean, I'm trying to hold off, right? I'm trying to hold out until it does uh, go 1.0 at this point. Uh, it was helpful that I had something else to play this weekend. Uh, but yeah, like uh, it's it's hard seeing you guys playing in the Discord because I could so easily go for it. It's just very zen. I don't know if uh, like... I don't know if we've spoken since the first time I played it, but like the first time I played it, Jung, uh, Luke talked about it for fucking, I don't know, 45 <laughs> fucking minutes. He just yapped yeah. for ages about this game. And I'm like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> I cannot believe you're fucking talking about this on the goddamn podcast. This is the stupid, I'm never going to fucking play it. And then uh, Luke's like, oh yeah, no, just try it. And so I jumped in and I, what did I pour in like fucking 24 hours in like in the space yeah, of the days. weekend or some shit? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is yeah, dude, thing. like yeah. just fucking pff, straight yeah. down the fucking Yeah. And he's like, I was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I was I wrong. Was, yeah. I had a similar thing with Factorio. Like it had to be ninja'd in because like I didn't get into Factorio directly. Mm. Um, I started playing Mindustry and even only then because it was presented to me as tower defense. And you know how much I love tower defense. Yep. And so I tried Ministry and then it, like it's got this whole automation aspect to the game. Uh, so, uh, and then, you know, I saw people on the community forums and stuff saying, yeah, you know, it's, 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 they were always comparing it to Factorio. They were going like, oh yeah, it's like Factorio, but blah, blah, blah. But I still think Factorio is the goat, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so then I looked at Factorio and I was like, it was, it's always $40 Factorio. It's like always $40 AUD and yep. it never goes on sale. So I was like, Ooh, should I pay $40? Uh, and then I noticed it had like a demo. And after like the demo is like 12 hours. Um, and I played the demo and I was like, shortly after starting the demo, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely buying this game. Um, yeah. So that, that was my path. And then like, I've spent, yeah, lots and lots and lots of hours in Factorio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just like, the, the, it's, it's extremely compelling gameplay. They do a really good job with that shit. Yeah. I love the, I want, you know, in fact, like I haven't even gotten into all the mods yet for Factoria. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But I would love for there to be like different enemy types and stuff. I've been pitching doing mods for Satisfactory just to sort of shortcut the the startup element. Yeah. Uh, just because how many times have we played Satisfactory from scratch now? Right? Like... I bet I just enjoy it. Like, it's fun for me. Like, yeah. every time I jump in, I know more about the game than what I did last time. And so the building of the base is always, like, that next evolution of, like, I, I know how to do this stuff. It's easy. Like, and it's laid out a lot better and that sort of thing. Um, but I have seen people doing, like, the uh, the mods for the new train system. Like, somebody's updated the mod the, like the, the blueprint for the train system and like hey here's a new one and we've done the entire map and you just kind of just download that and apparently you can merge it into your save file or something I'm not sure there's like right. this whole modding scene that you can do so like you don't have to build the train system somebody's already done it for you and hopefully it just doesn't run through like existing <laughs> yeah. buildings or something like that but um, that's, uh, yeah. that's the only thing about Satisfactory versus Factoria or something is that change in perspective sort of really narrows it in but i guess like with the swoop thing that'd help significantly and 
You got like Zooping. every every time I've played Satisfactory, I got really good at that fucking finding that one pixel where if you just took a single step back, you'd be able to place all your things. Uh, but yeah. it was really tedious finding that one fucking pixel. Uh, yeah, so zooping yeah. would fucking. Oh yeah, the zooping thing. I uh, zooping. there was one point where I, I I was making some floors because I I like to make floors off of the actual map, like on a cliff somewhere and uh you know on the top of a waterfall or something and I, I i click the first one and i drag it out and i'm trying to get it it's like nine squares and i'm like oh but i want it 10 so i i hold forward to try and walk forward to get that extra <laughs> lifted up and i just fall off the cliff and i'm like oh fuck <laughs> like because i haven't built the actual floor yet <laughs> um just just dumb God. mistakes but yeah absolutely recommend satisfactory to everybody i think it's it's fantastic and um it's gonna take up way more of my time than it should um it's great so it's on epic as, as well if you want to check that out um I'm, i think the update five will be pushed to the main game quite soon but also you can easily just transfer from experimental to the main game yeah. without any issues which is great yeah yeah um all right let's keep going here rainbow six six Siege, High Six. Caliber. Hey, hey, the numbering, hey. Yeah, there you go. Uh, high Caliber is the uh, Year 6 Season 4 update for Rainbow Six Siege. And uh, it is an interesting one to me. Uh, they're redoing Outback. Uh, I got to play it uh, in a preview session. Uh, it was quite a lot of fun. Uh, they're always pretty fun, but not good for previewing in my opinion i think i talked about it last time like it's it's sort of treated like it's a fucking i don't know a fucking warm-up before a comp match or some shit mm-hmm. uh where everyone's being silly but also sweating uh pretty hard and meanwhile there's me doing my usual thing and trying to work out, oh, yes, yeah, so I'm just going to shoot this wall to test out this new gun to see how it goes with the destructibility. And then I'm getting fucking headshot from across the fucking map because I'm blatantly shooting into a fucking wall making a fuck ton of noise. Um, but yeah, it's got a new new operator, Thorn. Uh, she's got like a proximity mine. But I think it's too slow. We didn't get it. Like I got, I'm pretty sure I got the only fucking kill with the proximity mine. And uh, there's a little bit of they got this new UI. Uh, they've do, debuted a new UI, which worked a little bit. Wasn't working 100% as intended during this fucking previous session. So I thought I uh, shot the person uh, on the other team, but from their perspective, they died to the thorn the the device the shell the razor bloom shell Mm -hmm. um so basically you put it down it has like an area effect it's quite large uh you can put it basically anywhere and uh once a attacker walks into range it like and then explodes right and uh if you shoot it before it explodes or if you walk out of the area before it explodes then you're fucking fine uh, and if you don't, you're fucking dead. Uh, it does a fuck ton of damage. Um, not necessarily enough to kill you, but if you've taken any damage at all, maybe enough to kill you. Um, and yeah, from my perspective, 
what was happening was they would hear it, they turn and they blap it pretty quickly because the sound is still pretty good in Rainbow Six Siege at this point. And so it's quite easy to fucking identify where it is. Even if you put it in a sneaky spot, uh, you'd have to put it like underneath some shit to really ramp that that level of, of sneakiness up. Um, so yeah, they turned, but basically what I learned is if you're playing as Thorn, you're an anchor uh, sort of player. You gotta fucking hang out around the site and put your proxy's minds up. Or I guess you could anchor somewhere off-site to sort of uh, slow slow them down, but it would rely on them actually being uh, attacking from that direction. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, put it down. Hear the fuck. I hear it get triggered, and so I just step out because I know what's going to happen is they're going to turn to look at it, and I get a fucking easy kill. From their perspective, they actually didn't shoot it in time because I started shooting them, so they sort of panicked, uh, and. So they thought the mine killed them. I thought I shot them. It was hard to tell. Mm. To, like the real takeaway for me was that it was taking too long to actually be of any real uh, like damage dealing use. It was more a distraction technique as opposed to something you can use to fucking hurt people. A la cap can traps, um, which they allow, you can stack cap can traps, traps now, like two fucking traps on one door. Uh, which is bananas it's a insta kill um, which is like a, a big game change obviously it, it lowers the spread of Capcan but um, increases their lethality it's uh, and you know requires really stops that last second fucking rush into the fucking bomb site to try and get something down anyway um, she's got she's Irish uh and uh, I like her call-outs, uh, her, like, her, like her voice lines. Uh, I don't know. I like the Irish accent. I'm just a fan of it. Um, but she's got, like, the first entirely fictional gun uh, oh. in Rainbow Six Siege's history. And I thought that was really fucking weird, right? Because I don't mm. think that they've exhausted... I understand changing a gun uh, so that you can get around licensing issues or, uh, like, the SC... 3000k uh that uh sam fisher uses right he's a fictional character from a fictional universe but it is his gun so i didn't really have a problem with that and also it's based on a real gun anyway um but this one is a 50 cal uzi uh which doesn't exist in real life uh the bullets it fires exist uh, but like, just there's so much about it just doesn't make sense to me. And I just found it really weird because Rainbow Six is so supposed to be sort of grounded in reality. That's mm. the, the is that conceit. the one that the new that Thorn carries? Yeah, that's hilarious because like I saw in the press release they had the image, and then in big text at the top they had high caliber, and then she they had um, her carrying like a little small smg and i was like well that doesn't seem very high caliber and so now you're telling me it's actually 50 cals it's a 50 cal that's ridiculous yes uh it is ridiculous (laughs) right like so uh yeah i went i i fucking i dug deep on this shit and the bullets it fires are actually uh, they they exist and uh they're a modification of they're slightly smaller than the desert eagle uh 50 ae they're called the 50 gi um but uh, and they, they chambered into a custom-made um, 
M1911, uh, which usually fires 45 rounds. Now it's firing 50 cals. Um, it's it's a slight difference, but the the real kicker for me is that this gun is a fucking laser. Like you you can fucking just laser in on shit. There's no fucking missing, right? Like once you start shooting, there's fuck all recoil. There's no need to recoil control. When really, like having fired a forty five and a fifty, uh, a Desert Eagle and an M nineteen eleven in real life. Both of them fucking kick. And, like, even if you were accommodating, even if you were well-practiced, they're still going to fucking kick if you fire 23 fucking bullets in the space of, like, two fucking seconds. So, like, yeah, there's just something way off on the recoil. Like, there should be some fucking huge, huge fucking downgrade there, but it just doesn't exist. Uh, It's just odd, right? And there's no no reason it needed to be... A 50 cal? Like, there's just no reason it yeah. had to exist in the way that it does. That's so the, bizarre. The fucking, I guess the narrative um, excuse is that, like, it's supposed to be a weapon that really punches through walls. Um, that's that's what they're going with. Why not just make it bigger? Or, <laughs> like, or just to, say... To make it, like, thematically appropriate. Like, just say it's using some fucking like if if you get like make it a real gun, and say it's got some fictional ammo that punches through walls a lot or some shit like uh, I'm just fucking confused. yeah. Why did it have to be an SMG? Why did it have to be an SMG? That is so odd to me. Uh, but like yeah, that's odd. I find that odd. Uh, but she's a cool character outside of that. It's just sort of <laughs> rough. For Rainbow the message Six. is, a little package can carry a big punch. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, redoing Outback was weird to me as well. I know it hasn't been competitively viable for ages, but I don't really give a fuck about that. I liked it as a map. And I know when it was introduced, it de- debuted a new level design philosophy for Rainbow Six. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this feels like they're like, I don't know. Well, that philosophy was wrong. But in execution, it's not really how it played out. All they really did was sort of um, what was happening was it was basically impossible to get inside on Outback and they've opened it up. They've made more destructible walls externally. So you've got more opportunities. Defensive, The defensive team can still fucking go board that shit up if they want. Uh, like there's, yeah. In practice, I think it's an improvement. I think it's a better version of what a map i already liked and it's still got the fucking the same sort of vibe to it the same personality they didn't really impact that which is all that really matters right um so there's that what else uh if you throw like cameras that are outside uh now lose connection lose signal after 10 seconds and they have to be replaced to gain signal again which means you have to pick up your drones if they're outside uh, or you have to pick up your valve cams or your bulletproof cams or all that kind of shit but how, how do you pick up the valve cam if it's outside run out there mm, that's weird yeah I've got a source that um, said in the next update you'll be able to take out the outside cameras with a slingshot and the slingshot is a 50 cal <laughs> Yo, 50 cow slingshot, eh? Why stop there? Like fucking 12, 
12 mil cannon slingshot. You know, just fucking just loading the fucking shells in and just flinging them. <laughs> yeah. And they explode on impact. David and um, Goliath. <laughs> um, so what basically all it does is is limits. Like if, if you are going to try and use a cam to to do a run out, you need to like really specifically time that shit. Uh, or it's it, the camera is not going to be useful for it anymore. And I think it's a step in the right direction. I still think the moment you fucking vault, you should be lit up. Everyone should know where the fuck you are. I hate runouts. I know. I know. I fucking every time I talk about Rainbow Six, I talk about this, but I fucking hate runouts. I don't think that should exist in the game. It's called fucking siege, right? You're supposed to be besieged. In a siege, the soldiers do not leave the fucking the castle. Yeah, they do. They're it's called sallying siege. out. Hey? It's called sallying out. Sallying out. Oh, yes. <laughs> Theoden uh, like... King, ride out with me. <laughs> fucking roll out with fucking Achilles and what's his name? Hercule? No, not Hercule. Uh, Achilles Hector. and Hector. Hector. Yeah, yeah. Hector, right? Hector. Go out, challenge their champion. Easy. Um, yeah, you're supposed to fucking stay in there. It's called Siege. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. Stay inside. Uh, but the thing is, like, defenders already have... It's a it's a defensive-sided game in general. And so I do not think they need the run-out as a tool in their arsenal to, uh, to really change uh, the, the layout, the balance of power, right? It just creates a situation where, uh, where attackers are vulnerable with no recourse and i'm not saying block them inside i'm just saying theoretically right the reason they're blocked inside before the like during the drone phase is because they'll be shot if they exit the fucking building surely the same snipers who would shoot them before they exit the building narratively speaking could just fucking spot them immediately they're snipers for fuck's sake Right? What the fuck else are they doing? Um, <laughs> we'll anyway. give you a head start. <laughs> yeah. It's, you got one second. It's only See polite. what you can do. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I think the, the camera change is a great, great move uh, to sort of curb that shit, but I still think they could go further. And what else is there? The UI change um, is good i think it's it's a really nice if you have a look at it uh they've changed the layout of a lot of things they've made it a lot uh clearer and cleaner uh i know that some of the information is a little bit oddly placed uh i would prefer the camera the camera now has three levels to it which is really cool because you can ping and non-verbal non-verbally like indicate fucking verticality which i think is fucking cool but I'd prefer it would be up the fucking top of the map. I understand that's where the scoreboard is, but that's where my eye, that's where I've trained my eye to look for uh, a lot of compasses. Uh, it's it's the same in another game, <laughs> uh, but uh, we won't talk about that just yet. Half-Life? Half-Life, it's Half-Life 3. Um, yep. Yeah, anyway, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just like I I I said uh, for the last update that I I hoped they did something really big for this update and they didn't. 
And I worry that they're sort of just in a holding pattern for Rainbow Six now. Sure. Um, and I don't know, it's disappointing because uh, I don't know. It it could have been a contender. <laughs> you know? Was the major of that happening around the same time as the major of the CSK? Um, I don't know. I don't I even pay I saw an update about the Rainbow Six Major, but it seemed like it was a, a similar time frame, or maybe it's just I think like it was. Near. I'm pretty sure it was, because usually that's how they time these fucking, these updates. So, and, and the Major was, what, yesterday? Got to make sure it's all happening at once. Yeah. So we can't watch both. Right. Well, the CS, CSGO, like Navi was kind enough to make the CSGO Major as quick as possible by not right. using a map so very cool of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um okay that's rainbow six siege high caliber is that out now or is it coming out uh it'll hit the test server next week i believe okay cool uh call of duty seven god seven god <laughs> nice we we stick stick the landing <laughs> call of duty Vanguard. The numbers what do they mean hacked <laughs> <laughs> um came out last week um and uh i've had a chance to play it i haven't played any multiplayer i've only been playing the campaign because i'm doing some uh some call of duty work yep call of duty related work based around the campaign um but the good things about it i, I like it i i i reckon <laughs> you're gonna hate it right because that's how it's gone luke Oh, okay. I've liked every time I've liked the campaign, you've hated it, and every time you've liked the campaign, I fucking hate it. So I'm pretty sure you're gonna hate this one because I like it so far. I think the, the like the characters are really interesting, and uh, it's telling an interesting story. I love World War Two stories, so it's you know it's it's got that from the fucking outset. But uh, like it's a different angle to take. They're yeah. they're not doing the the usual Call of Duty thing, or like it is still the usual Call of Duty thing. Don't get me wrong, but like it's no longer, uh, or not quite as uh, bombastic so far. You're doing uh, some pretty boots on the ground shit. I'm sure it will ramp up towards the end, uh, but yeah, a cool bunch of characters, except for the Aussie character voiced by the dude who did Mozzie in Rainbow Six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. legitimately every time he speaks I want to die it makes me scream in my oh, yeah, head yeah fucking hell mate come on oh you're a fucking drongo he does he says drongo uh, anyway um, I assume this is how Jung is all the time around everyone he's just like <laughs> oh my god the way these people speak yeah is that is that really how you oh fucking hell <laughs> um, fucking hell mate um but uh anyway yeah no i think that the, the campaign's like really cool so far they're doing different things like it seems like each character has a different uh like ability i guess uh which sort of changes up how they experience the the map and so um i don't know any of the names except for the sniper chick uh but the first, the, the leader dude, he can actually like, direct, like you can tell him to do one thing or another and it sort of changes the way the level plays out, which is cool. So you could be like, 
provide cover fire on that half track. And if they do that, then you can move through the street. But if they attack that house, then the, then you can't, if you go into the street, you'll get minced by the half track. T stuff like that, which is pretty interesting, I thought. Is the fucking blur on my Discord, like, just sort of take, it looks like I'm fucking dying. It looks like it's like expanding until I'm fucking like fading into the fucking mist or some shit. It's because like you, you keep on like waving your hand in the foreground. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I'm and fucking it, it up. It screws yeah, with it. Fair. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, it looks like I'm fucking. I threw the ring into water, and now I get to go to fucking the Elven Land or whatever the fuck it is. Um, I mean, you already look like Jesus at the moment, anyway. So it's like this, like going. halo around you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going home. It's been three days, cunts. Um. <laughs> That's what Jesus said. That yeah, was yeah. that was that was a three fucking days. Life. It's been three days, cunts. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, he can sort of direct people, and uh, Polina Petrova, the Russian sniper, um, she can like climb walls and shit, uh, which is different, right? Like, uh, like you can do your vaulting thing. But uh, she can also, like, there's handholds and she can scale walls and stuff. And her level uh, is actually pretty open. Like, it's it's not the usual, like, there is a, well, it's it's a mixture of the linearity of a Call of Duty level, the running gun element, and then plus uh, a decent amount of open sort of stealth gameplay where you can take people down as you like and it sort of impacts how rough your uh the the big action sequence is going to be for you because if you've killed almost everyone without being seen there's not that many people left um which is cool like they're just doing cool interesting things uh and the storytelling's interesting enough to to keep me fucking engaged uh, i do have some concerns about how hard it's fucking making my graphics card work for seemingly no goddamn reason it's like sitting around fucking 90 degrees and it absolutely shouldn't be uh there's no reason for this game to be like it doesn't look bad under any circumstances but i've got a fucking 3080 and i think battlefield looks better i don't think battlefield looks great but i think battlefield looks better and it's not making my fucking graphics card work this hard either so as soon as you let an australian studio talk. close to gpu optimization <laughs> is that your theory is it yeah they just they just want to make the GPU as hot as a Sydney as summer day. Outside. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play through the rest of it. Uh, I'm intrigued to see how it goes. I want to play zombies. I've heard it's really like it's a different take on it, and uh, mm. I think it'd be worth checking out. I mean, I'm gonna have to like try and code zombies. then. Well, fucking, I heard you got offered one and you turned it down. Like I a did, fucking idiot. I did, yeah. The other day I got offered one. I was like, nah. Threw it back in their face. Ding dong. I'm good. Because uh, I was like, I've heard this game is a dumpster fire. Like, it has to be a dumpster fire, right? You like, said that to the PR, did you? You said no, no, that to no. The <laughs> no, no. No, no. <laughs> Someone else. Pissed in their face or something. Good lord. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, like, you know, we've heard the stories of how this sort of game's development has gone. I'm like, it's not, it's going to be a trash fire. Like, but apparently it's not. So I turned it around. Um, it might be the classic, you know, the classic COD thing of the story part is good and then the multiplayer is terrible. 
Like they, yeah. there's a strong chance that that's that's happening here. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, they also get the opportunity to like have there's like a separate studio making wars uh, not Warzone. Uh, fuck, is it Warzone? I've forgotten yeah, the name of yeah, their Warzone, the battle royale. <laughs> right yes, Warzone. Um, so Warzone like Legends. they they're, they're no longer like splitting that between like sledgehammers making the Warzone thing and like I love the idea of you forgetting fucking Warzone. We've spent fucking eight thousand hours talking about Warzone on this podcast. Game names now. Fucking hell. Um. Anyway, it's been cool, three days. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the title um, of the podcast. Okay. Next up, we've got the big uh, the big finales are coming in. Um, Elden Ring is the game we'll be talking about next. This is the technical test uh, from Software's latest game, creators of Dark Souls, Demon Souls. Uh, Sekiro, Bloodborne. You never played them. Fantastic him. games. Yes, you have. You're a liar. You're a fucking liar. No, um, you got me. Well, like according to my my last review I've done for them, I've never played any of the games either because <laughs> I gave um, the Dark Souls remake a seven point five and got called all sorts of names. You mean the Demon um, Souls? Demon Souls. Demon Souls. Remake. Yeah. yeah, remake. Um. I still need shocking, to play shocking, shocking. Shocking. I didn't have that, a PS5. Uh, hey, you still... Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't have a PS5, so I haven't played that yet. How did you play this? Um, oh, I'm using someone else's PS5 for this. Ah, tricky. But having said that, I literally just today got my own PS5. Oh, nice. well done. Yeah. <laughs> you got some catching right. up to do. So I've, I'll, I'll have two in my living room for a little bit, and then I'll give back <laughs> the one that I was borrowing. Yeah, man. Right. Check out um, uh, Returnal if you get a chance. Returnal, yeah, yeah. good. I've got a code for that. I've got a couple other codes um, I need to put in. But yeah, I'll, when I find time, I'll definitely play through the Demon Souls one. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, it's good. Like it's just like shockingly, from software has learned a lot in the fucking decade plus since then. Since they yeah. made that. Oh one. yeah, I mean that one was highly experimental. Even just from like Demon Souls to Dark Souls. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> Demons was so experimental. Um, anyway, all right. What what can you guys tell us about this? What is the, what the setup? What is going on here? What have you played? What have you seen? Right, so well, I've never really played any game like it, Joe. What do you reckon? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> never, never played anything like it. Imagine like Dark Souls <laughs> uh, 4. I don't, is, is it even comparable to Dark Souls? <laughs> Journalist, what are you doing? Why are you coming on my podcast and shitting things up? I suppose, I suppose people at home can't see me <laughs> chuckling away. No, no one watches the video portion of this podcast. Yeah. Um, it's um, it is legit, like Dark Souls. It's Dark Souls Four. Four. Yeah. Like I don't know why it's not called Dark Souls. 4. Yeah. Oh, we finished the story. I don't. I. As far as I could tell, there was no story. I know this is going to upset Junglist, but there was no fucking know. story. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, um, <laughs> I'm sure there is one, but, and I'm sure it's, you know, under the hood and you got to look for it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But so far, the story is one for one with Dark Souls. Like, um, just replace the words. Like, uh, yep. you know, you've got tarnished in this one. Which yep. is the equivalent of what was it? In one, it was chosen undead. In two, it was bearer, bearer of the curse. In three, it was ashen one. 
So now, you know, the undead are coming to this land. Now it's the tarnished are coming to this land. You know, what is it? Before it was bonfires. Now it's points of grace. Yeah. Um, before it was souls. Now it's runes. So you can just one for one change the words of a lot of the stuff. And, and yeah. In my preview, I called them bonfires the entire time and I refused to fucking change. Yeah. I'm not changing. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not calling it points of grace. That's idiot. <laughs> you warped to a bonfire. God damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is. It's, it's Dark Souls 4 and it's it's an open world game. And the open world element changes quite a lot. Uh, like really, really changes how the game plays. Um, but then, once you're familiar with it, it's the same. It's yeah. exactly the same. Uh, it's fantastic. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'll play the <laughs> shit out of it. Oh, I'm gonna play you know. so fucking much of this game. Yeah, oh me too. It's <laughs> just played yeah. so much of this fucking demo. <laughs> once once you get past that initial expectation, like I think people would be expecting it to be quite different. Blah blah blah. Uh, once you get past that, um, and you just accept, okay, this is Dark Souls Four, and then you go, are you fine with that? And my answer is, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm I'm gonna play the absolute shit out of it. Um, yeah. Do you know what I found really interesting was like, so you start off in this tutorial area, you do this, like, it's like jump down and do the tutorial area, right? Which by the way, if you're listening and you made it into the network test, don't bother. Just don't bother. It's pointless. Yeah. You'll miss nothing. You earn about fucking 150 souls. Uh, and right. cause I went and did it right. Cause I had this theory. Oh, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Uh, you go through that little bit and you're like, all right. Yeah. It's pretty Dark Souls, bro. And then you like loop all the way back out again. You do the boss fight, the boss fight, the literally the easiest fucking boss fight in the history of oh, the yeah. fucking series. Well, yeah, that was just uh, illustrating one technique. And then I think it wanted to show you that that technique was powerful. So if you do it, you like kill the boss in two hits or something. One, I won. I won hit. Oh, you, yeah. You, you, it's like. Now it's time to parry. Here's how to parry. And you parry and you fucking stab him. He, his parry window is hilariously wide. Uh, so I don't think that sets you up for shit. And then you fucking stab him and he's dead. And you're like, okay, that is high mm-hmm. comedy. But the next time I went through, I didn't even bother. I just ran up to him and fucking swiped it. I won. I won. I won. I won. And he's yeah. dead. I'm like, all right. Well, and I got a hundred and like, because I wanted 200 souls, right? Why? Uh, is why I went back through it. I wanted 200 souls so I could buy the fucking crafting thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one from, that cost 50. Uh, well, I thought it cost 200, right? That was my problem. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm like, I need 200 souls for the fucking crafting thing. Uh, and then it didn't even get me that. And then I got to him. Uh, I got to the, the dude who sells it, and it's 50. I'm like, all right, fine. That's good. Uh, but I could have gotten that by killing a couple of fucking sheeps. Yeah. So, uh, pointless. So, don't so now, it's, that now it's an MMO where you're killing boars. You're killing boars for like, <laughs> for like small increments of souls. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, not souls. What are they called instead? Souls. Runes. Yeah, Runes. don't call them souls. Yeah. My bad. Um, so, uh, that sort of lulls you into this false sense that you're in a Dark Souls game, right? It tricks you, right? You're like, oh, yeah, okay. I went to this bit. Fair enough. Uh, boss was a bit easy, but yeah, okay. I guess I'll just walk walk up to that fucking castle next to the big golden tree, right? Like, that's where I'm supposed to go. That's how this fucking shit works. And you walk off in that direction, 
And first of all, you get absolutely fucking butt blasted by the golden tree knight, tree sentinel knight. He hold on, you're talking for Jung here. Jung fucking destroyed this thing. I bet you. First go. Uh, not for not first go. <laughs> <laughs> I did beat it. I saw some messages saying just leave it, and I was like, nah, I want to beat it, so I beat it. Did you beat it before you moved on? Yep. Before you got the horse. Yeah, before I got the horse. Yeah. Oh, you're a fucking you. monster. I told you're you. I knew it. Are you, are you supposed to um? Fight him mounted? Is that what you're supposed He's to do? So much easier, mounted. Really? <laughs> oh my god! I, I beat him oh on the my ground. god! His sweep attack is so fucking big, man. I thought Holy this was shit. like meant to be like you know how every Dark Souls game starts with that like unbeatable boss or whatever. I mean they're yep. beatable, but like yeah, I thought this was supposed to be like that, but like a little bit more beatable. Yeah. Um. So because I I mean I my first go I got him to like forty percent or something. Um. Oh, uh, I think I hit him twice. Right. But I was playing. I was playing as the fucking idiot with the fucking axe. And right. the, uh, yeah, I the took fucking, your advice. I, oh and my I, god! <laughs> I you took your advice about, on the, yeah. Like, if you hold your elbow out in front of you, you can't hit anything beyond your hand with the right. fucking axe. Like you're like swing and you're like, well, I feel like that should have hit. That's and so then weird. Some dude with a fucking pickaxe lodges it in your brain. And you're like, hell, hell, that's what I get. Huh? Um, yeah, fucked you up. Um, and I made the mistake of leveling that shit up uh, as soon as I had the smithing stones. But uh, so I'm like, well, I gotta uh, stick yeah. with the axe now because I've spent all these fucking. Fuck! I did one playthrough as like the wolf knight guy, and then one as the enchanted knight. Yep. So um, I got to try enchanted knight with the what staff and the sword. Yeah, he had the staff yeah. and the spear. Spear and that's it, um, yeah. the spear I found was really good for. The, you know, the block counter, like when you block and then counter with a heavy. Oh, yeah. So they brought in that new attack. And I think it's going to increase the viability of a shield heavy blocking play style. Yep. Um, it's, it's quite strong, especially with the spear, because with, you can do it in a tight quarters. Uh, and, you know, just without, like hitting the fucking. Yeah, without hitting the wall. And like, as long <laughs> as you pick the last attack in their combo. Yeah. Like you could put points into strength and stem, get a tower shield. Just and after the last hit in their combo, just do that hit, and yep. you'd be in a pretty good place. And I'm not sure the game needed that. Like, I'm not sure the the shields blocking heavy playstyle needed a buff. Yeah, like <laughs> because it was right. already pretty You're already strong. not taking damage. Yeah. So like you can technically just fucking wait your way through this shit. Like just fucking single swipe. Stand, 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 recover stamina. Stand, yeah. stand, stand, swipe. Like, you could pretty much do that. The fucking buckler soaks up fuck tons of damage. I feel yeah. like nothing does really enough damage at this point, except for that. A couple, there are a couple of attacks that one hit you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there was a couple. But, like, I mean, with, with this thing that strong, it's almost like, why would you parry? Yeah. Like, why would you parry when you can just pick the last hit in the combo and yep. get, like, almost as good as a parry and then keep hitting after that? Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, and the charge, the charge up stagger stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, when you charge your R2 and, and then uh, the next hit will basically always stagger anyone. And you're like, all right. Well, yeah. I'm not, I'm not even going to fucking block. I'm just going to dodge, charge, stagger these guns. There was one <laughs> boss as well where like, because he was, you know, that beast man. Yep. I don't know. Should we worry about spoilers? It's not really a spoiler boss. 
See, the, this what I was thinking, right, is <clears throat> that you can actually dodge around a lot of shit because you there's not the same linearity that you get in the Dark Souls game. It's not like you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know this boss, and then people get up to it. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, I know about this one. Like, you can literally, like... Chung, you were at the fucking last boss of the demo, technically. Yeah. Uh, so they reckon. Uh, although there's one enemy although after that yeah, I this, found. Oh, man, I, I killed that fucking... So you, so you didn't get, kill the multi-armed thing? I killed everything, man. Yeah. You killed yeah, it? I killed it. It was so, a pain. So you, you got to the thing that happened Crunch. at the end? I, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. Don't, I'm, I'm going to say it because it's not a spoiler, so no, nobody worry. But it's just a thing they did to troll the people in the demo. Um, where, where you kill, like, after you kill the quote-unquote last boss, you get to this, like, non-boss. And the non-boss is, like, this multi-armed blob thing with a whole bunch of swords and shields. Anyway, we've seen it before in, like, Demon Souls and stuff. Yeah. But um, uh, it was it was really hard to kill. Finally, I killed it. And before you get up to it, um, there's a locked door. So you think to yourself, oh, this, this big blob dude's going to have the key. And you kill it. Sure enough, it does have the key. Then you go open the locked door. And there's a ladder leading up. And as soon as you go up and press on the ladder, it says um, more to be found in the full version. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, man, you're you expecting like this big payoff. <laughs> there's seven messages around yeah, it yeah. for me. And it was like t- like visions of tears and shit. Yeah, like. Yeah. It's like, oh, what's this payoff going to be? Because it was a hard enemy to beat. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, so how do you how do you know, like where to go how, how is it laid out that's the thing right you can't just go opinion, anywhere you gotta play it like fucking skyrim or like breath right? of the wild it's you got this big fucking castle and you got the big tree don't go there yeah. go somewhere else don't go to white run go somewhere else right like that's that's basically how you gotta do it you just gotta go fucking wherever else and see where it takes you and like that's the that's the way you wind up learning the tricks in this fucking game is by doing anything else like you you start to see because there are it, it it's built around these patterns and so these patterns inform how you fucking continue to play it which is obviously i think it's fucking phenomenal right uh so you got like you you head right into the swamp and uh and like you see like a I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Now, now I'm worried. They see like a fucking set of <laughs> stairs, right? And you go down the set of stairs, and uh, it leads to some shit. And but now you know how to look for the stairs. Yeah. And that changes a lot, right? Because I didn't see. I didn't actually see any of that fucking area. I somehow missed it. That's the other thing. Is like you can so they're so fucking broad that you can easily miss. A bunch of shit because you're busy like you you've noticed something else in the distance and you're fucking going for that like the mm-hmm. first uh i didn't i didn't get there until i was i'd literally already finished that multi-arm boss and gone to the ladder and i was just fucking about trying to find because i they had this demonstration thing uh beforehand that we were all supposed to watch if we were participating in this in this preview session um and they're like you'll find many bosses blah 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 and this and that and this and that and even a dragon and i hadn't found a fucking <laughs> dragon yet oh uh, yeah i'm like what the fuck is this dragon I it's go like the first thing i dragon. found <laughs> 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 i went straight into the dragon 
I got fucking wrecked. <laughs> did you kill the dragon? No, I didn't kill the dragon. Oh, I did better than Shogun Sword. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to blame um, it on my um, Shogun. On your what? On my recording setup. Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it just didn't didn't clip, didn't record, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, not only was it not recording, it was giving me this... I think it must have been a dodgy HDMI cable or something, because, like, the vision would cut out, like, every 20 seconds or so, Ugh. including, like, mid-boss fights. Like, it would just do this cut-out and then come-back-in thing. And it was really, like, it, w- it would record, but every time it cut out, it would start a new file. Oh. And so, like, I have footage, but um, it was just extremely annoying to play with. And, like, you know in the boss fight like you know they would be gearing up for a big attack and then cut out and i'd be like oh fuck hold block and then just hope for the best (laughs) (laughs) oh man um i I killed the dragon on the on the horse as well i like the horse combat yeah Uh, it was was good it was good mounted combat better than i expected actually yeah yeah me too um and i like using the horse to parkour around places he can double jump and you've got those like twisty I don't know, fucking horse jump pads, I guess, yeah. um, that you can use. But you can also, if you jump at them when you're up somewhere high, it will cushion your fall. So you can use that yeah. to like get down places really quick. Mm. But if you jump off somewhere really high and then you wait until the last second and you double jump, which has worked in every other game I've ever played, you'll still crater. Absolutely. Uh, you'll die a horrible death. Um, do you yeah, get into uh, the catacombs? Uh, the catacombs. Where's the catacombs? It is. It's 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 hard to find. It's like you know the swamp, and yep. how the swamp like continues down into this narrow ravine, yep. and you you continue down it. Oh yeah. Yep. And then you get invaded, and then yep. after the invasion, you continue all the way to the end, and there's the catacombs, and there's like a a big old boss with two swingy axes in it. Yep. Yeah, I did that. Damn, uh, I, I thought I might have found something that Job didn't do. Nobody, nobody. <laughs> I went all over that shit. Uh, went up the top of that, uh, jumped jumped up on my horse yep. above it because it's got the spiral thing. And uh, the wall. Yeah, the invisible like, wall. Like the way it walls everything off is like a, a fog gate. Yeah. But it's, it, I don't know why they've done it this way, but it's like literally just enough for you to land on a ledge. Yeah, and do nothing else. On the top else. of a fucking cliff. Yeah. And then, yeah. You've got to make your jump back towards the spiral thing or you'll crater on impact. And you're like, fuck, here we go. Yeah. Now I'm fucked. Um, I like the layout. Like, uh, I agree with you when when you're talking about, like, it's it's cool how, like, just dotted all over the land are these little things to find, but also, like, um, little dungeons, like mini dungeons, not instanced, um, with little bosses down below, like mini, I guess you call them mini bosses. Um, and then there's something to get from it, whether it's like an item or some, a sword or like, um, in the one that you directed me to, uh, the pumpkin head one, there was like a, the sorcerer teacher was what you get. Yep. Um, yeah, that's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm actually super down for that. I'm super down I, for just like, I writing. made a mistake with that one. Cause I thought pumpkin head had the sword, but it was the, um, yeah, I went the there troll. and I, I didn't find the sword. Uh, the mine, did you go in the mines? No, I didn't find any troll or any mines. Yeah, so yeah, that's the dude with the sword. The yeah. sword's fucking amazing. I did, yeah, I did remake a Dex character to go just do that. That's hilarious. So, for those listening, Job 
joined my game <laughs> with his fucking OP sword. And like, oh, that I was, was a different sword. <laughs> oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you had some holy weapon. And yeah. um, like, uh, I was up against the quote unquote supposed to be final boss of the demo. And uh, I was doing okay. I was getting him down. At one point, I think I got him down to like 15% solo. And um, Job just comes into my game. He's like, let's test out multiplayer. And he fucking just like walks up to the boss and holds out his weapon. And then it like helicopters around, spinning into the boss like a million times. Instantly gets the boss down to like 10%. And then he dies. And then fucking... Missed my dodge roll. It was so embarrassing. And then he did message me on Facebook going, did you kill him? <laughs> and then I actually had quite a like hectic fight with the boss over that 10% left in its health. <laughs> and, like uh, He hit me a few times and I, I killed him. And I messaged you back going like, yeah, I got him. Thanks. Thanks for doing 90% of the work with your helicopter weapon. <laughs> like, um, did you go to the jail? The jail. No, I don't think so. Wow, that sounds like there's a whole bunch of stuff I missed. There's so much, man. Did you go to the dragon altar? Wow, no. Uh, When you kill the dragon and you go to the dragon altar, you get what appears to be a shit spell that turns out to be a fucking amazing spell. Holy, I thought, actually, while I was playing, and mild spoilers, I suppose, for anyone listening who's about to play it, but I thought... uh, I fucked myself by going um, the champion because he's holy strength, uh, yeah. faith strength. Okay, right. And I just wasn't seeing it, right? But then you find that sword I used in the the so-called final boss fight with, with you. Um, and that's really easy. You can do that. You can legit do that within the first fucking 15 minutes. Like I would do it. I would go find the horse. I would get get the horse. I'm going to say how you get the horse. You sit at three overland bonfires and you get the fucking horse. Everyone should do that as soon as possible. The easiest one is directly out of the fucking start. And then the one at the shop. And then there's another one. If you just go right uh, and follow the cliff around, there's another fucking bonfire. Really easy to do. That takes about fucking four minutes. And then ride on... Oh, and sorry. Okay, stop explaining how to do this. But uh, within the next 10 minutes, you could have that sword I had. And a set of armor. And you should make a video roll. of it. Uh, well, I don't know. Like, did they say? Didn't they say no walkthroughs in the? Uh double double check. But um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know they said no videos longer than thirty minutes. True. But you can yeah. like, yeah. But I know, like, I mean, there's there's always going to be like a million like how to get overpowered in the first ten minutes of Elden Ring. Yeah. Like those videos. Are, abundant in dark souls yeah. so. true um but yeah you, you get yeah you'd fat roll until you got your strength up because what is it like 70 percent? i think is fat rolling um, oh, i'm not sure what it is for this one yeah it's around 70 i didn't crunch the numbers um exactly but it's about 70 percent is fat rolling um but the art like the armor fucking soaks up so much fucking damage it doesn't fucking matter um and then you've got this crazy sword uh and it's really just a matter of having enough fucking mana to or what is, whatever the fuck they call it focus power yeah uh to to use it as many times as possible um it fucks everything up so the fucking jail uh i ran up as the dude was spawning in and 
slammed it fucking down on him and nice. he I then had to R1 three times and he was dead Boom. Uh, he never got a fucking chance to move and the problem with that dude in the jail is that he moves fucking quick right, so right. he's really really tricky uh, you're already speed running it yeah uh, like don't worry about it baby but uh, yeah no <laughs> so you can do that without finding a fucking boss you can do that one uh, plus when you kill the dragon you get that fucking the spell from the dragon altar um, is that a spell or is it like an ashes of war? No, it's a spell. And the ashes of war is why I thought the fucking, why I was pissed about going fucking the champion. Cause I didn't find a single ashes of war for the fucking ax. Really? Not a single one. Yeah. Huh? Cause I thought, okay, maybe I had it wrong. Cause I thought the ashes of war were kind of like interchangeable among any weapon. Nah, there's, they're, they're specific to a weapon type. Oh, weapon type. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I definitely noticed, like, because on my Wolf Knight, I changed from the Bastard Sword to the Long Sword, and I nice. noticed you could change, like, you could swap the Ashes of War between them. Yep. Um, but then there also seemed to be one specific for shields. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got the, yeah, so the, yeah, it's weapon type. I didn't find any for the axe, uh, and... That sucks. If you've got like any, none of the special weapons can change their ashes of war either. So the that blood weapon you found, mm. um, that can't change its ashes of war. The great sword I was using, the holy one, can't change its ashes of war. Huh. The katana can't change it. Um, yeah, interesting. But it doesn't really matter. I mean, they yeah, do fucking. They got powerful shit anyway. Like that's oh, fucking, that's basically the weapon art. That's like the equivalent yeah. of the weapon art in this one. It's probably the only uh, leads to the only real fucking drawback of the or only I don't know thing I didn't really like is that a they never explain how to fucking go two handed and b going two handed oh my is a god bit of a pain in the fucking ass fuck I had to message you to find out I yeah, and I only found out uh like through a shit ton of trial and error like literally just pressing fucking buttons I'm pretty sure the menu over. told me the wrong thing it said like press R one and L one at the same time. Was it was it in the menu? Like I noticed some UI tooltip coming up, like telling me to press R one. Yeah, R1 I think at the same like time. that's what that's what got me started. I can't remember what the tooltip said. Yeah, I know I do remember that, and that's what got me started down the yeah. the train of thought of how I might fucking work this crazy shit out. Because I knew that you could two hand weapons, right? Flat out, you had to be able to two hand weapons, because uh, that's the only way to do this weapon art mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Um. Because when you two handing a weapon and you press R two it will do it and like, most of them are pretty dull um but mm. yeah the longsword one's dull you want to change that out that mm. the the helicopter spin on my greatsword <laughs> that was that was the weapon that's art. amazing um. <laughs> you also like you get used to going up to npcs and trying to talk to them but but jumping instead yeah because x yeah, exactly. is now jump x is jump instead <laughs> and so it's triangle to interact with people uh and pick shit up uh, which is odd, mm. but not that bad. Not that big a deal. I think there might be like tricks with every boss though. Like every each, each one of these encounters that you come across in the world, there seemed to be some kind of, some something to know. Maybe it's not even a full trick, but there's something to know. Like with the yeah. beast guy, I, I brought a torch into that fight and I was oh. able to um, near stun lock him with uh, just spamming L2 with the torch because I had it on my left hand. Yeah. Um, super easy oh, that's cool. yeah once i had the, i only i took a chance because just because it said beast man in it and he had lots of fur 
And so I was yeah, like, right. let me have a go with some fire then. And yeah, just like spam L2 and he gets stun locked and boom. Yeah, awesome. Did you fight the watchdog? The watchdog. Uh, the watchdog. Statue thing? With a fire tail? No. Wow. It was a pain in the... Di- like just fucking... It just kept repeating this one move that you couldn't fucking hit. Like, I hate when they do that. The I'm surprised there's so much move. I missed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because like fucking leg sweep. The, the the whole area that we had to play in, like I rode around it mm. more than once. So I'm surprised there's so much of the stuff that I missed. <laughs> the, like you had to basically hug every cliff wall because mm. uh, then you'd wind up finding a cave. Yeah, right. Uh, and that's that's essentially what I was doing. Um, Is there like a map that that is filling out as you're exploring or so you find these shards of maps uh and that sort of creates an overlay for you and then as you find locations like named locations they are marked on the map for you um but you have to actually go in them it'd be cool if you could like buy some locations off off a merchant or something that'd be or get a hint at somewhere mm. off uh i actually did get did you find that that one's a spoiler uh <laughs> there's a invisible dude did you find an invisible dude invisible dude no okay because he actually does direct you to and he's uh, friendly location yes oh uh and he wants you to go to a specific location and he walks you all the way down on how to get them well not all the way but he's actually maybe it might just be that once you know where he's talking about it's very obvious what he's saying but okay um it would be like it would be the return of a trope if it were to have an invisible boss that you had to fight by looking at the footsteps in the snow there is a fucking uh there's something uh down on the beach front that I went actually down to the beach. couldn't work out uh, oh yeah, d- yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know what the thing was. Yeah, yeah. I tried attacking uh, it. I tried chasing it. Did I? No idea. Um, but uh, somewhere yeah. else in the world, there's probably like some riddle of like you yep. know when you see the shiny things, do this. Was it weird how much Christmas themed shit there was? Because that that felt Christmas themed, like a Christmas themed reindeer or some shit. And then you got fucking Santa Claus is the first merchant. Oh yeah. The to. Santa Claus guy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was pretty fucking Christmassy. And it's not even I launching thought. in time for Christmas. Right. Idiots. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> don't um, hate me. Zero out of 10. Zero out of 10. Yeah. But I'm, I'm what's, jazzed though. What, yeah. What's, uh, what's the difficulty slash accessibility like, like, from software gets a bad rap these days and it's not elden ring will probably get the the easiest the easiest souls game i've ever played it's the easiest so far i mean make things easier uh just the fact that you can choose what you want to do i guess like like if you don't want to fight that dragon you can just walk in a different direction go away yeah yeah you just leave uh like there are loads of opportunities to just fucking bail on shit and also i guess we talked about it a little bit already like the the level to which like shields fucking soak up damage is fucking huge which really like amplifies your ability to just sort of fucking stand there and 
pick your moments. Yeah. So the only thing it's really testing there is is your patience. Uh, and that's us which, using small shields. Yeah. So like we're, if, we're, if you put points into strength and stem and you got like a big shield. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be able to tank it. You can actually it. not take damage. Um, that's how I play yeah, shield and sword. Um, all, all dodge, baby. All dodge all the time. I was still all dodge all the time. I parried that one dude at the start and then I never fucking parried again. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, no I parried like... Uh, there's a couple of bosses I parried the very first attack and then screwed it up oh, afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then, you know, traditionally, like I guess in Demons and in Dark, Sorcery was the unofficial easy mode. Yep. Um, I don't know if I don't know if you... I don't know if you cracked it out when you had the staff, but I, I didn't uh, really it might be try the it. unofficial somehow even easier mode in Elden Ring, man. Yeah. Holy fuck. So it's, it's still easy. It three hits pumpkin head. Wow, uh, really? From the fucking start. See, like, there you from go. Spawn. There you go. This... I, I was like, I know the sorcery chick's down there, so I want to go buy some sorceries. Yeah. But I've literally just spawned in. Oh, I'll get this staff. Uh -huh. Let's see what happens. Stab, dead. I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. I know, I think it was four hits. But uh, yeah, still. That's, you know, fuck that's what the, the people talking about ex approachability in Dark Souls miss. It's like, there is an easy mode. Yeah. It's, you just got to pick sorcery. Um, don't get right up in the boss's face. And also, like, you know, all that normal stuff in Elden Ring, like um, all the normal, like, hold your shield up and then rotate around the enemy until they present you with a backstab opportunity. Like, all that is 100% in play. And I actually found the backstabs to be easier as well. Like the window was more forgiving. Mm. So, um, yeah, yeah, combat a and little bit. Te technically, um, Sekiro is, is on easy until you ring that bell and then it makes the game harder, right? <laughs> so, until you ring that bell without realizing what you've done. <laughs> That's uh, another yeah. one. Like, I mean, because this one has, has stealth. Like you can basically oh, yeah. Sekiro it up and make that your, your easy mode too. Yeah, you can you can actually crouch and and stealth your way through areas and shit. That's how you get past the sent the tree sentinel, the golden knight at the fucking start, until so you can get the horse. If that's your goal, and a giant. If sword. you're not beating him straight up. <laughs> Sorry, I was too busy finding everything else. I wouldn't know uh, about that. <laughs> I did try a lot of stealth though, like when I was. Like, I cannot believe you beat him without a horse. <laughs> He was such a cunt. I beat him with the horse and I summoned. Did you summon the the? the I didn't things? summon anyone. Um, oh. oh, no, actually in one boss. So like, you know, the, the guy who swings the axes around in the catacombs? Yep. The first time I beat him solo, but the second time I wanted to test out what those ashes do. Yeah. And uh, so I summoned the, the big like samurai guy with the ashes. And holy shit, is that powerful? Hey, there's another easy mode. Like, oh, yeah. holy shit, he just held the aggro, he did lots of damage. Yeah. I uh so what I did was uh for the final boss of the of the preview, I uh summoned those five nobles. Oh, I didn't see them. Uh, it's one it's one of like I think it's like the default one you get or some shit. And uh I summoned the five nobles. And so the the boss <laughs> was like he had six targets to choose from and he oh, was wow. like fucking switching targets constantly he was not having a good time imagine like no, doing I'm that with my and then doing fucking... sorcery like imagine just doing sorcery <laughs> while he's picking between those targets oh yeah that would oh, be yeah. much easier oh you can choose you can real like re-fucking organize your flasks so instead of having fucking 
any flasks with like faith power or what it f- focus power mana mm. you just get rid of all your mana flasks and you just go all health pots and you just fucking roll around with your health pots yeah i did that um did you get that fucking mixy i did but you know what i forgot to use it <laughs> yeah right uh i made it so that i could get 50 percent of my health back plus 25 percent extra stamina it was fucking fantastic nice that was the first first one i popped every single time i took any damage if i took any fucking damage um <laughs> oh when you went to the cart when you finished the final boss fight did you go through the main gate no i took the side e there was another pretty interesting fight in there but you uh. get absolutely fucking walloped what is it stepping through that gate uh it's just a giant dog um he's very okay. quick um plus there's like 15 blisters shooting at you so they love that don't they oh my god from software loves that holy shit <laughs> they, that's They're they've repeated that so many times they did it in bloodborne with the one or whatever the reborn one whatever it is and then yep. they did it in uh demon souls with the tower knight yep <laughs> fuck that one um fuck tower knight actually went up being pretty easy but in the end yeah annoying, annoying. damn i missed out um, on a boss fight by taking the side path i should have like well no he wasn't it wasn't a boss fight it was basically the uh the alternate version of fucking swordsy up in the room uh okay yeah and there was just a wall past him so it's not you didn't even get the fucking crotch punch of a you'll see more in the full version uh, like, it was just straight up a fucking well i can't go this way right. um yeah huh but yeah i liked the bit when you take the side path it's quite extensive like the the section past the quote-unquote final boss like you mm. know i liked that whole bit like um there's this whole I don't know. I don't know what you'd call those guys, but they have their own style to them. They, um, they're like soldiers. They they blow their horn if they see you, and a whole bunch of dudes come. Um, it's, it's oh a, yeah, they can call. They can call, like dudes with with horns can call people to come help them out. Yeah. So you get a fucking if you don't want to take on seven billion cunts at once, you get a fucking be sneak stealthy. up and kill them. Yeah. Before they can blow that shit. And once you're inside their fortress, they're throwing fire bombs, and there's lots of. Uh, big barrels, barrels. That, yeah so you gotta like <laughs> i mean you can speed run it you can time it so you can speed run through the barrels and roll through them and not yep. get hit but um yeah very very dark souls yep yeah cool so it sounds awesome. sounds like it's good is there anything that's oh. not so good uh, a bit of slowdown in parts um like uh frame hitching yeah a little bit yeah, yeah, at weird times, like even in the middle of a boss fight. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, they've got three months, right? Yeah. So. You're in a dungeon. There's nothing else around. For some reason, it's dropping frames. You're like, it's fucking odd. Yeah. yeah. Not well, now. I remember Not now. Dark Souls 3. We got that like oh, six yeah. weeks early or something like that. And there yeah. was that swamp section that was struggling. And mm. then oh, they, yeah. and I had that in my review as like, it, you know some performance issues in some areas particularly this part and they uh they told us that like it's going to be fixed on day one like the, the day zero patch will fix that and yep. i jumped in and no issues so i was like, all right cool done so this yep. you know yeah could get fixed <laughs> plain i time. think like people might be 
disappointed and it's it's really too early to call but people might be disappointed in the, that the story is basically just dark souls like more than say and and when i say that i don't mean like cuz obviously everyone's going to c- compare everything to dark souls and rightly so but like every dark souls has kind of had the same story and the same themes and i think it would be uh it would be within people's rights to expect something a little different narrative wise going into Elden Ring because they got George R. R. Martin on board to yeah I suppose come up with the word tarnished yeah I guess yeah just to change change the words well that's what he does with names isn't it like uh you know Eddard instead of like Edward right he just changes (laughs) words or Nuncle he's like oh yeah what's what's a really old version of a fucking word oh yeah we're going with Nuncle yeah so fucking uncle. Yeah, I mean the the fact that it's it's the same it's the same story and it's the same themes of like, you know, all these cast outs coming back to the land to uh seek seek their their time in the sun again and then one of them might become an elden lord and like it's eh, that's the dark soul story with words yep. changed. So I think yep. people would have been right to expect something a little different, but yeah. I thought the voice acting was really cool from the boss dude margit the fucking oh yeah it's fell good. fucking sounds rad yeah. uh I, but yeah the story's a little tame yeah like well same same old same old i mean but would uh, it surprise you if you get to the end of this and it turns out it's a, a like a prequel or something like that it actually it was wouldn't. set in the game of thrones universe all along <laughs> <laughs> yes I think I mean. like I would be looking for like for me at the moment, I'm not expecting much from the overarching story because I guess, you know, happy to be proven wrong. Maybe I will be. But the overarching story seems to be Dark Souls. So this, the thing that's going to save it about the story for me now is just the uh, interwoven NPC storylines like that could still yeah. be very interesting and new. Yeah, that dude, that dude you find in the canyon on the way to the fucking axe Oh, the catacombs. Mm. Uh, he it, it felt like he was going in some some places. Yeah, uh, I liked him, and he cool like I, I noticed his dialogue really subtly changed according to the stuff I had done. Like whether or not you've fought the dragon, his dialogue is different. Oh, I didn't go back to him. And whether or not, or like depending on what you've done in your invasion, uh, his dialogue is also different. Uh, so you know. One at what at one moment I killed the invader, and yep. at one moment I just uh, I walked a little bit too far in one direction, and the invader just left my world, um, uh-huh. and that was unintentional. But yep. uh, then that guy changed his dialogue to um, you know to have escaped so and so as opposed hey. to to have uh, killed so and so. Yeah, yeah. So right. that was good. That was impressive. I thought I. I don't know, like, I think you were the only online element that I experienced at all. I tried invading. I was running around for fucking ages. Because everyone else you played with is just bots. Uh, Like, I just just had that bot experience. Um, (laughs) When I got invaded by that that dude in the canyon, I'm like, fuck yes, finally. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it was an NPC invasion. (laughs) I, uh, I, I fully expected it to be NPC. Um, just cause like, um, I looked at his name and his wardrobe and I was like, that's too cosplay. 
Like yep. that's, this is a fucking NPC. <laughs> He's too <Yeah>. in character. <laughs> like, Mr. Fancy Man. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have like a fucking ridiculous head that doesn't match his pants. And like, a, you know, <laughs> like that would be a real player. Yeah. Uh, what else? I guess the only thing, other thing is like speaking of NPCs, I did go around and kill every oh, yeah? Dude, NPC. That's a video. Oh no. They did specifically say you can't show Not killing NPCs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say that would be an, like, what do you get from killing every NPC? I'd watch that. It was sweet. Fuck all. Um, oh really? Not even yeah. any items. No. Shit. No. Yep. They, they might change that. They might change Probably. that in the final game. Yeah. yeah. Do things respawn like enemies, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Enemies yeah. respawn when you sit at a bonfire. Um, Imagine trying to clear out the whole world, not resting at a bonfire. <laughs> How cool would that be? That'd be good. Challenge That'd run good. for all you crazy streamers yeah. and speedrunners. For sure. All right. Anyway, that's cool. It. Sounds good. Cool. Um, next next year, early next year, February. At this point, because obviously this weekend, delayed. if you made it into the network test, I believe we remain in the network test. Jung, is that true? Yes, we do. Our, our stuff carries over. I'm betting it's just going to be the same thing, right? I'm going to sit at the fucking entrance and invade cunts. <laughs> Got to find something. <laughs> We've done everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise, yeah. motherfucker! It's the Dark Souls experience. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Anyway, it's awesome. Early next year. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. All right. And the last game we got here, Battlefield 2042. Um, obviously, uh, Job and I, big Battlefield fans, talked about it a lot here. Um, was in our top Battlefield Five was in our top five for that year it came out. Uh, both of us, um, and we've had a chance to uh, experience most of the review event that's happening at the moment. This is a three-night review event that we're participating in, um, and our this will go up at the time of the uh, embargo for that um, we've got one night left that we haven't played yet mm. um, so at the moment we played All Out Warfare which is Conquest and Breakthrough and night 2 was Hazard Zone and night 3 will be Portal um, which is the mixing different versions of Battlefield and having them fight each other and that sort of thing so I think we'll talk about the first two as we get into it just a um sort of heads up at this point i think this might be the most controlled review event i've ever done uh in terms of access and in terms of what we're doing with it we, we've played it for three nights but realistically i think we've had about five hours maybe four hours sort of yeah. hands-on with it at this point um and uh i've not had a review event that sort of to this sort of control like holding people's hands and that sort of thing this is what you can do this is what you can't do um like to give you an idea i've i've done like i've done call of duty events where they're all right day one is the campaign and you play the campaign and like nobody touches you 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 like you can sit there for 10 hours whatever and that's what you do and then day two is like all right we're gonna play some multiplayer um we're gonna run you know team deathmatch or we're gonna do between this time and this time and then we're gonna do this other mode between this time and this time or you you know and then the next day we'll do zombies or day three will be whatever you guys want to do type of thing um but this is completely different i don't know is that sort of your bit your experience joe no it's it's fine if it it reminds me a lot of the battlefields one 
uh, review event, which was the last Battlefield review event I did. Well, last Battlefield review, I think I yeah. did. Uh, it's into five. Um, I don't think. Uh, yeah, it reminds me of that in that, but but it's different this time because I guess everyone is sort of at home. That was at a location. We were in the States. Uh, I guess there was a sense of professionalism involved because everyone there was a fucking professional. Uh, that is what are you saying? In this Who one. aren't professionals in this review environment? Name Why names. would I... <clears throat> uh, there are there are elements who I believe uh, may not be taking this uh, as seriously as they perhaps should. Uh, I suppose uh, maybe they're waiting, like you know, they're too they're, they're disappointed because they've got they were supposed to be Twitch streaming on these three nights, oh, yeah. uh, and now they yeah. can't do that, and they're annoyed about it or whatever. Uh, but no, basically, yeah, you you go in, and it was very similar. Uh, to the Call of Duty event, right? Where they would just have like, oh yeah, we'll be doing this for this amount of time and then this, uh, like we're going to switch to this mode, right? And then they would have the third day where you could do whatever. But at the same time, uh, you would have, they were both, like there were three days and like eight hour sessions each day. Yeah, that's not uh, what we're doing where they've paired this into four hour sessions across three days. And then it turns out day two's two and a half hours long, not four. And then day three's maybe three hours. We'll see. Yeah. And you're like, I, I, I don't know that this is enough time to actually experience this. Like I, I wouldn't be comfortable writing a review based on this outside of the fact that I feel like something should go up on embargo to fucking warn people. Um, yeah, because, I mean, that's the thing, right? It kind of feels like they're doing it because they don't want us to play it. They don't want us to have as much experience as 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 we are comfortable with. Mm. Like yeah, the the like yeah, there's there's a deeply cynical element that could point to this and say it is a concerted effort to limit uh limit the experience to cast doubt on yeah. the review at the end, but it's really just a case of needing to manage manage expectations around the so it's, review it's an actual review not a not a preview session it's a it's a review event although yeah. i've seen a number of people call it a preview event yeah um, that the game's out this fucking media this, this thursday and also we are playing well we're theoretically playing the same build that will be out this Thursday, although they've also claimed that they've made fixes uh-huh. uh, based on feedback. Yeah, that's weird. None of what you're mentioning should happen in a review period. And Absolutely it shouldn't happen not. in a preview period either, although it is more common to happen in a preview period. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, the, those same cynical people that you mentioned would say that the hope is that um, people don't feel comfortable enough criticizing the game because of the, the lack of time and experience. In, involved so they just end up writing like a dot point list of the game's features and stuff yeah um, that is yes yeah that That's also the, comes down to people that lack that experience as well i think job and i are in a unique position where we've played enough of these past games where 
even though we've had a minimal amount of time with it, we can see the things that have changed or the new things that are in there like quite easily and compare them to, you know, because we've had hundreds of hours of experience in Battlefield 5 or and even Battlefield, Battlefield 1, 1 and, and then and then like Battlefield 3 and like yeah, yeah and, and like like, like decades of playing these games and then coming to this one and being like all right we we know how these things work here's what's new here's what's here's how things sort of behave differently as opposed to somebody that's not played any of the stuff and it has to absorb all of that information at, you know from the on- onset and then only having 7 hours to do that whereas we can jump in and be like all right we get it we know it's different and I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm pretty comfortable in giving my opinion on it at this point. Um, even though, even with one day left in terms of gameplay and whatnot, I, I don't know what that mode is going to be like. But for the fundamental core Can't gameplay be worth mechanic, fucking bucks. yeah, of those other modes that we've played, like I'm pretty happy to talk about them quite easily and give my criticisms about it. Like, it's it's what what also occurs to me is is like if anything they've done themselves a disservice and i suppose tinfoil hat time this level of doubt might be what they're looking for but i find it interesting that the best games of each day we had were the last games the best game we had on conquest was the last game we played a conquest the best game we had a hazard zone the last game we played a hazard zone each time right it's sort of uh it doesn't click it's just we have played enough of it to start finding the fucking finding our own version of fun in the in this mode that i suppose technically always existed but we have to play around the intended playstyle experience because how many games of hazard zone did we play five uh, played five games? games of Hazard Zone, yeah, which were about ten minutes each, if we were yeah. lucky to survive that long. Uh, plus matchmaking time, plus like, yeah, like in a two and a half hour, like that's a just a dog shit waste of time. Um, but like we was we we started to f- to carve out a path to have fucking fun in these modes i don't think it's related to the the nature of the modes themselves because we were avoiding what we'd already clearly like defined as the pitfalls of each, each mode right i just think like they've done themselves a service because if we'd been allowed to play it a little bit more we absolutely could have continued to find the fucking fun in it uh, and had more fun which would have been to their favor right but instead, just as we were starting to have fun, they're like, well, we've turned the service off. <laughs> Time for a Q&A uh, with the game director, which I also don't think should be a part of any review event, but they did that at Battlefield 1 as well, actually. I did not participate. Um, I tried to, yeah. to find out why the game's bad, but they didn't answer my question. <laughs> so instead, they answered a bunch of streamers' questions about... What their favorite favorite? loadouts are. What's your favorite loadout? Oh, boy. Yeah. Let's break it down, right? Battlefield uh, Battlefield 2042 is three different distinct modes. uh, All-out warfare, hazard zone, and portal. Uh, 
Um, All-out warfare involves breakthrough and conquests. Uh, I didn't see any other modes within that, but I don't think the UI is very good. Uh, breakthrough is basically like Rush, but it's the worst version of Rush they've ever made. Rush, if you're not familiar, is a uh, attack defense mode where uh, you have a, a couple of points that the attacking team needs to capture and the defensive team needs to defend. And uh, once they capture them, the map staggers backwards and you move on to the next attack and, and like two attack points. In Breakthrough, in this version of Breakthrough, uh, once, a, once a point is capped, the defensive team is able to cap it back again. Uh which I suppose makes sense because Battlefield 2042 has a high amount of mobility, but uh, it makes it essentially, once you've got, like they had us playing on fucking that sand map and the fucking second point you get to has three different locations, three different cap points. And so what happens is the, like the reverse of what should happen. Uh, basically, the attacking team caps one point, caps a second point, and they need to they then need to split their fucking team enough to cap the third while defending those two points, while the defensive team to stop what is happening to them. All they need to do is cap one of those two fucking points or hold the third point. And so basically what's happening here is is it's an impossible like it's it's an overwhelming task. There's yeah. no amount of fucking commun communication. Fucking Battlefield 2042 isn't some goddamn fucking esport where you got a fucking NFL coach on the sideline directing the 32 cunts on the fucking playing field on what they're supposed to do. There's none of that shit going on. It's fucking chaos. It's supposed to be chaos. That's how the fucking game works. So why the fuck would we need to cap all three fucking points at once? A, like you've got two options here. Why are there three fucking points to cap? Or B, don't let them back cap. Don't let them cap their fucking points back. It's fucking crazy shit. Like you still get this giant clusterfuck of battle, of war on this third point, right? Like... They just have to retreat back to the last fucking point. What the fuck is going on there? It's bananas. Breakthrough's fucking terrible. It is the worst implementation of the Rush formula I have ever fucking seen. It is bad. Real yeah. bad. I mean, there's interesting things in like... Uh, Grand Operations did it in Battlefield Five, where it's a similar mode where you'd have to try and um, get these control points... And every time you did that, you'd get reinforcements. But then if you lost or you didn't successfully do it, it would then take you to the next map and it'd sort yeah. of play out this story, right? Like, oh, they didn't they didn't win that. And so now this is how this map is set up. Maybe they don't have these types of reinforcements now, or maybe they successfully did that. And so now now they've capped all these other points along this spot. Like there was at least some sort of linear story or, or like the progression was going from one map to the other whereas this has nothing like it's literally attack versus defense and if you if attackers win 
uh, which probably won't happen. But if, if they win, the game ends. And that is it. If the defenders lose or whatever, like there's no reversing sides or anything like that. Yeah. It just, it's just win or loss and that's it. We Every single game that we played, the attackers lost. Like every single game. I don't think like... Because th- like this... I, look, I'm sure I'll be proven wrong within yeah. fucking 30 minutes, right? But there's no way for the attackers to win. It is an overwhelming task. Uh, it is so desperately lopsided in favor of the defenders that they just can't fucking do it. Uh, it's if you if you are gonna have three points to capture and you shouldn't ever have it on the last fucking point so that you get to see the fucking map at all. Yeah. We never made we it. Were out let, of the we were letting sand. the other team at points because yeah, we were in defense and we were li- literally letting the other team cap so With that like we could see more left. of this fucking map because <laughs> yeah. it was that desperately lopsided it's fucking stupid man <laughs> holy shit because people in the game were like messaging being like let's try and see the rest of this map clearly it's broken like yeah it's so lopsided towards defense because all it and, takes and, is and, one and squad to go around the back and cap it because you've right? now got a team of 60 it's it's 128 players right you've got 64 yeah. players on one team trying to defend three points or two points and one team of 64 plays and all they're trying to do is just attack one point right and you're eventually yeah. going to break through <laughs> as a defensive team the, the, there's there's no yeah it is so lopsided in that direction speaking of like four four people if you're going to double the fucking player size i don't know why they didn't redo like go back to five for the squad size i don't know why it's four i don't understand like it just doesn't make sense to me uh five six even uh go all the way up to fucking eight i don't give a fuck um like it should be more it should be a higher fucking squad count because the coordination can't exist like and also one squad does a lot less like is capable of a lot less when you are like restricted to just fucking four people uh it it was um, like four four players there's only 60 other players and half of them are on your team right uh now you're there's 124 other players uh and half of them aren't on your team like it's a massive fucking thing to overcome so even when we and literally when we were on attack we were doing the stealthy sneak in madcap under under their fucking noses and basically changing the landscape of this this battle but they just what would happen in older battlefields is when you do that, right? You could swing an entire fucking game by doing that because they would have to send a giant amount of players to fucking do something about it because they can't they can't tell how many people are there, and if your squad's any good, you can like you're now in a Get very defensive couple, position, yeah, so you can actually yeah you can actually take on more than yeah. more you're than wasting what you've time. got. You're killing time. You're holding the cap your team can actually accomplish some shit. Like, that's good stuff, right? But when it's so many more players, that opportunity just doesn't exist. And they've done nothing about it. It's like they haven't even fucking taken it into consideration. Um, Yeah, breakthroughs. Yeah, terrible. Fuck breakthrough. Holy fuck. (laughs) I will never play it again. Ever. 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 You could not pay me enough 
to play Breakthrough again. That is a challenge. <laughs> I dare someone to find how much money it would take I reckon to make play, play Breakthrough again. Uh, I'm not going to play Breakthrough. <laughs> no, I, I won't. I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm not going to play Breakthrough again. Anyway, then Conquest. we play Conquest. Conquest is pretty good. Uh, Orbital wasn't a good map for demonstrating Conquest. Uh, but Conquest is pretty good. Um, they have some massive problems with vehicles. And they haven't done anything about it since the beta. And it continues to be a huge problem. Uh, yeah, the, the vehicles in Conquest are disgustingly overpowered. And what I think has happened is... They're overpowered in Battlefield, not just Conquest. Very true. Uh, they were overpowered in, in Breakthrough as well. But... Um, and, and has its own. But... Um, what I think has happened, right, is is there is someone on the team who has uh, correctly like worked out uh, that they're increasing the player count, so some rebalancing needs to occur. Uh, and so what they've done is uh, they've increased the power of the vehicles because obviously with double the players, you couldn't keep vehicles at exactly the same fucking vulnerability because there's that many more fucking rockets going around, right? Uh, except in practice, that's not what fucking happens. Uh, and so now helicopters take fucking too many fucking rockets to, to go down, but they're able to fucking murder everyone at will. And tanks take fucking four rockets, four dumbfire rockets to the back to kill, but they're able to do whatever the fuck they want. And every vehicle, every vehicle regens without any fucking help so auto regens health at all fucking times really fucking fast so all you need to do you don't need to jump out and fucking repair to all that shit just go hide for a fucking second and you're fine it is ludicrous yeah. absolutely out of and control. then you need someone in your team to have those gadgets if you don't have the gadgets you can't deal with them you can't do anything about them you're fucked yeah, you and might have. You, like, they didn't change how many fucking gadgets you take into a fucking game, even though like it's clearly the way it is for Hazard Zone, but like it's not how it plays out in fucking Conquest. So yeah, you got to choose: do you want a fucking AA rocket or do you want a fucking Dumbfire rocket? And if you choose either of those two things, you can't take anything else. You can't take ammo. You can't take health. You can't take a fucking repair tool. You can't take any of this shit. It's just fucking stupid. Yeah, and it's the other thing of like, all right, well, we've got a team of four four people. We probably need at least a second person to have one of those things as well so that if a, to a tank does rock up or if a helicopter does rock up, we can both deal with it because one person's not going to be able to deal with it uh, in time probably before you either get shot or killed. Um, and the, the helicopter's like, they, they've got flares and then you fire a rocket and then they've got another flare and then yep. you fire your third rocket and they've already gone. Like they're out of there. Yeah. And they, they come back leave. and you've got, you don't have any way to refill. You're out of ammo. You're out of yeah. ammo. <laughs> Again, the best way to rearm is to redeploy. And that is just out of control. That is so ridiculous. And playing Hazard Zone last night, there were ammo there were ammo stations all over the fucking place. Why aren't they in Conquest? Why are they not on every fucking flag? That's fucking crazy shit. Holy I'll, shit. I'll tell so you, you why, Job. Because they've got specialists in the game. 
And there are specialists that have these abilities. They're able to call in ammo drops or re redeploy people's loadouts and things like that. And so they've built this system around, oh, we need to be a hero shooter. And in doing so, they've gotten rid of a bunch of features from the previous games that were like that have been in there. Resupply stations have been in the game for freaking for ages. Um, and so now you're not like... But previously, you'd, you'd jump in, you'd go cap a point, you'd done it successfully. All right, now we load up on ammo and get all our supplies back and our health and all that sort of stuff. But here, unless you've got somebody that has that specific loadout that has brought ammo with them or has brought the redeploy kit from that specialist, then you're kind of in trouble. You have to go either kill people and killing people, the, the, the time to kill has been extended because they're on this philosophy of, um wanting players that are new to the game to have a better time so how do they do that well we up the time to kill so that they're not dying as quickly that means that you're using more bullets and so previously in previous games what took maybe four four to six bullets to kill now takes six to eight two headshots will probably not kill someone most of the time i've had i've got video clips of getting three headshots to kill someone um and so now you kill someone and they drop ammo, but they drop 15 bullets. And like, yeah. that's what you get for as your reward for killing someone. All right, well, we can't do much with that. They've fucked with the recoil in the game. Uh, it's, it's, you've got to be quite close range to be able to kill someone um, successfully. You can go a whole clip and not kill someone at range because just the recoil is... We had one gun that was broken while we were playing. Um, I, and I'm, I think that's going to be fixed at some stage, but the AK... Uh, was one of the four assault rifles that you can pick and it's it's flat out broken the the recoil yeah. something's wrong with it they've screwed it up and i don't know if it'd be fixed on day one but it was unusable while we were playing it um and this echoed throughout the entire review i thought it was just me i was complaining the entire time we were playing being like this gun's fucked like something like are yeah. you guys having this problem i thought i was crazy uh, and then i copied some i sent these guys some video footage and was like look at this thing it is nuts but eventually yeah. I looked at the, they've got a feedback thread in the review event where a bunch of streamers are complaining about the game because that is all mm -hmm. anyone's doing at this point. Um, yeah. And other people were saying, yeah, something's broken with this gun. Like it's, it's botched. But I don't think it's just that gun. I think something's wrong with all the weapons. Something is off with the recoil and all the guns. It's, it's like a pain in the ass to handle. I know how to fucking pull back on recoiling guns, but these guns are something's going no, on no you here. know what it is it's it's it's, it's your attachments you got to fucking you got to focus on the attachments on don't attachments. do shit in this game no dude they do they absolutely do i put the fucking i put all vert uh vertical recoil attachments on the the stock standard fucking m4 or whatever it is yeah. m5 i think um and it is a laser it's a i've got attachments beast, on man. all of my guns and they all behave like shit uh yeah like there are attachments I've turned, I've turned that have the same stats and i don't know what the differences oh, yeah, are the, they mean nothing yeah that shit means nothing I, I i can't get anything out of the fucking stat bars i, I can't work out any of it it's um, like plus five handling and then it'll be like plus horizontal recoil and minus vertical recoil and then you go to the next attachment and it's plus five handling plus horizontal and you're like it's the exact same thing like what is what is it going to do it doesn't give you any information as to what 
and and that's not just like one like multiple guns have the same thing where you look at the attachments and they read like they do the same things stat wise but you don't like obviously it's doing something else but it doesn't tell you that in the information um and so you don't know what you're using them for anyway i just i think the gunplay is not as good as what is in like i fired up battlefield 5 yesterday to get a comparison of performance and i was like the gunplay in that game is so good compared to what i'm experiencing here i'm just like holy shit like actually i can actually kill people in battlefield 5 and make it, it like it feels good whereas in battlefield 2042 it feels like i've i've killed somebody it doesn't feel good because i'm like that took too fucking long and i've yeah. wasted all my ammo doing it and it just doesn't feel fun at all i think they've ruined the game the the gun game in in it the gun combat is not i don't think it's good uh, it, it doesn't feel great, no. Uh, no, I, I totally agree with that. I just think that you can get around it with attachments, and I think it's designed to be a part of their progression system uh, that we didn't get to experience because they gave us everything unlocked from the fucking outset. Yeah. I don't know. Because they were only going to let us play four hours. Um, hey, can I, can, I, uh, can I talk about something real quick? Uh, you said when you first saw uh, Battlefield 2042 map reveals that you thought these maps were way too open. And I was like, nah, it's probably not like that. You're probably wrong. I'm sure there's enough natural cover. Uh, I was wrong and you were right. These maps are by and large a fucking nightmare. Uh, just acres, acres of empty fucking land with zero fucking cover. And what I, I, I genuinely don't think the engine is capable of handling 128 players. I don't think it is. And I think what they've done is they've removed a lot from the maps to try to make it so that it can handle it at an acceptable fucking uh, network rate. But uh, yeah. Just... That helps vehicles as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Like they can see them, see people fucking all over the place. Uh, it, it's and... it's barren. Like it's just, yeah. you, you look at a map from Battlefield 5 or Battlefield 1 and just compare them. How flat these these levels are i th i think orbital is probably the most like it, it's got hills and there's some verticality to it whereas i think some of the other levels there's yes there's verticality there's skyscrapers and there's uh there's like a shipyard in one of them but i mean like the actual terrain is mm. pretty flat for the most part you, th you think about some of the levels in um you know battlefield one i can't remember them off the bat but you've got that that giant map that is on like a hillside, right? And there's bunkers and all sorts of things. And and whereas this is just, um, like it feels, it, it just, I don't know what's happened. Like, where is the design in any of this? Where is the, the cover or whatever? Like people complained about that stretch of um, runway in orbital, which is where the rocket is. And, and they were like, oh, it's okay. We've, we've put some cover there and they have, they've put some sort of crane but it's yeah. in a small section of that runway and the rest of the runway is all open. Um, yeah. But I think in terms of map design, Orbital is the most interesting in terms of like natural cover. I, I think the rest of them are bad in terms of like what you can get away with on those maps. I think Orbital is uh, sort of bad all over. Whereas the other maps outside of, uh, what's that fucking ice map? 
what are the ice maps called? Uh, I got. Let me get my notes. Um, uh, did I write it down? I, I thought know. I wrote it down. Uh, well, outside of that map, right? Breakaway. The rest of them. Breakaway. That's it. Yes. Um, yeah. Outside of that map, uh, the other maps are good in spots. Have really cool parts really cool elements places you can go for uh some really interesting fucking gameplay uh surrounded by nothing nothing yeah which mm. which i guess like results in a case of like you having to you have to determine what you think is better or worse i would prefer to just hang out at one interesting location uh on a an otherwise generally bad map or do you want like something that is uh, let's say let's say orbital is an average map right across the entire board versus really good part but overall bad you know that's 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 the question i guess a lot of these maps ask is what do you what, what pick your fucking poison basically like yeah just not successful in the design phase it just stags me that Miramar, right, could be a flat, open fucking desert and have such interesting fucking terrain. And meanwhile, Battlefield is just fucking flat sand dunes all over the fucking place or flat ice. What do you call yeah. those things? Those big Glaciers. ice things? Glaciers, yes. Yeah. Uh, like all I think the that's the world. worst map design they've, they've done. Hands down, like it's bad. <laughs> I yeah. think it's good. There's, no. you, uh, I've got the map list of like Battlefield Five, Hamada, a giant like desert with the the broken bridge in the middle. There's like verticality. There's different levels of verticality. There's there's so much going on there. Like there is nothing like that in yeah. Battlefield 2042, and that's I, I think is Hamada the biggest map they've got in five. I feel like it was. It was pretty big. Yeah, I think um, it might have been. Uh, but even like you compare that to Twisted Steel, that's the one where um, uh, that's a pretty flat map, right? But it still feels like there's natural cover all over the place. There's swamps and there's that giant bridge in the middle um, where the, the, big, the big, big broken bridge that people fight on and there's uh, houses uh, sort of centered around the outskirts of it. And like... It just like it feels like a location, but everything yeah. else here is just like I was. I was making a joke that, um, uh, which map was it? Hourglass. It feels like a fucking level out of Spider Man Two. It's just this <laughs> barren like skyscrapers. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I just didn't. I don't like the map design. No. At all. I just don't think it's interesting. Nope. Uh, um, they're also doing things in the maps. These uh, environmental big events that happen we saw the uh tornado in in the uh a lot of the trailers and that was orbital uh the one that would, but but basically that tornado shows up on seems like a lot of the maps as well uh, i think it's cool to look at in terms of yeah that's cool but i don't think it adds anything in terms of the gameplay i don't know like what is it there for other than to it looks cool i think it's just to look cool like that's yeah. That seems to be the fucking modus operandi is, hey, if it looks cool, 
It'll look cool. Uh, it'll look cool on stream or some shit. I don't yeah, fucking but know. Th- this is my point, right? We've come from a place where they had like a couple years back, they did the Levolution stuff and you had this giant skyscraper that would fall and would change the scope of the battlefield, right? The, all of a sudden the environment is different. Whereas this is a fucking tornado comes through and you fly in it. If you want to go in it, you can't really do much. It just sucks you up and off it goes. And then the tornado leaves and that's it. Like they're that. trying to like i said this i said this months ago right uh they're trying to it's inflation in the battlefield moment economy they are trying to create currency in the battlefield moment economy mm. and inject it into the into the game that's what these right. uh weather events are supposed to do is is create battlefield moments yeah oh this is so epic but what happens is that they don't actually it doesn't work that way that's not how battlefield moments work and it's never functioned that way and they made that mistake in battlefield one and they paired it back for battlefield five and for whatever reason it like legitimately uh i'm scared if 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 you read this in the oz gamers review i want you to know that nate said it first and i've simply stolen it off him but it legitimately feels like this is the last Jedi of Battlefield games <laughs> where they're just like, oh, well, you thought we were going to zig, now we zag. Yeah. We're subverting expectations. We're doing the opposite of whatever the fuck you think we should do in ba- in a Battlefield game. Because that's what it fucking feels like. Um, but, like, a lot of people liked The Last Jedi. I just don't see a lot of people liking this. Maybe, maybe we're old. Maybe I liked The Last Jedi. Man. Yeah, yeah I'm just, look. Yeah, like, it's a bad example. I think but it's a bad I, example. I get what you're saying, though, yeah. But uh, but on top of that, like, The Last Jedi... I don't want to talk about Star Wars. Don't, don't get Jedi fucking locked in on the Star Wars part, does, for fuck's sake. It does sake. things that are interesting. I don't think anything the Battlefield 2042 is doing is interesting. You talked about Battlefield moments. The amount of stuff that has been removed from this game that was in... I talk about this in my review. Compared to, like, the last couple of games, I've got a list of stuff. Like, uh, weapon mounting um you can't lean anymore in the game they've removed fortification and building of fortification that was like like if you went to an area in the game and it had been fucking destroyed by tanks and all of a sudden there used to be a house here uh you could now like you could build like sandbags and walls and like you had some sort of cover or you'd like dig a trench and now you've got a giant trench everywhere and you get points for doing that like you're now creating your own um your, your own sort of cover in this area which is would have been nice to have in this game considering there is not a lot of it but like that is gone um they've it's gotten as rid if of the, the world would evolve yeah <laughs> uh, they've um they've removed a bunch of the uh, job said it before the ammo resupply stations that we we're talking about they've gotten rid of um this the suppression system for uh people that wanted to play support and use an lmg or people who were just not good at shooters they were the the reason they put that suppression the the suppression system in was to make a you know a way for people that were um behind cover not be able to pop up and just snipe someone in the head but also for people that weren't good at shooting to give them points to be like hey i'm contributing I'm doing something, even though I'm not hitting anything. At least I'm suppressing somebody, and I think it works well. It was, it's it's in it's in Hell Let Loose, and it works well in Hell Let Loose, yeah. um, and it's a cool effect. They've gotten rid of that. 
They've gotten rid of the um, requisition points and reinforcement system from the last couple Battlefield games, which rewarded players for playing the game and playing the objective, which created Battlefield moments because you were able to call in vehicles or you were able to call in resupply drops to, able to, to, to give your team health or ammo. Uh, or you could call in a JB rocket and just nuke the fucking site, right? And I, st- I still watch that video where the where they called in uh, the rocket just for me on my fucking AA tank. Like I'm out in the middle of a field doing nothing, sitting there, and they call in a v- the rocket just to fucking murder me and only hmm. me. Forty thousand wreck points just to kill me because I'd fucked up their air game so hard. It was fantastic. It's still yeah. one of my proudest fucking battlefield moments. Uh, it's fantastic. That's some shit. That's when you know you've. You've done some shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. And so you've got a you've got a system that rewards players for playing the game the way it's supposed to be played by incentivizing them to to go cap objectives and then giving them some sort of system that allows them to spend those points and get something cool out of it and potentially get one of those battlefield moments, but they've deleted it and not replaced it with anything. So mm-hmm. now you're earning points that don't matter in the game for doing these things. And there's no reason to go do these things anyway. There's no reason to go capture points when I can just sit on a fucking hill and snipe and because it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. they're not incentivizing anybody to go do any of these things that people should be doing. Um, and it's just like, that is a thing that repeats through the game. All these systems they have removed, not replaced them with anything and just like sort of shoved this game out the door that I don't think is ready to be played. Like, it should have been delayed at this point. I don't it runs like it doesn't run well we haven't talked about that runs like crap um I don't think anybody has had a good sort of solid experience with it in the conquest mode we played we played some hazard zone and it ran better but still not great um there's something some sort of performance problem going on with the the conquest and breakthrough games where it tells you you're getting a decent frame rate but it just it's really sluggish there's something happening there there was people with 3090s playing complaining about the game saying that like it says i'm getting 160 frames but it doesn't feel like 160 like something's it feels like 40 and that's been my my experience it tells tells me i'm getting like 90 it doesn't feel like 90 it feels like 50 or 40 i said i said this first and i'll say it again uh i think it's the game the engine's not able to fucking handle that many players Ooh. and then why is it saying it's, it's getting 90 because it is getting that many frames yeah but it's not being reflected in the uh in the server experience in the ticks right in the fucking yeah in the entire fucking networking experience it's not it's not being reflected so it's like holding it up uh that's what i think is happening because Literally everyone had a better experience in Hazard Zone, where it's only 32 players. Mm. Literally yeah, it everyone. Yeah, run pretty good. <laughs> which is insanity. Uh, but it does feed into my continuously uh, holding firm theory that Battlefield 2042 was originally a Hazard Zone game that they crammed into being a... Uh, conquest battlefield experience uh, I don't think this was 
I think it was built from the ground up to be has its own first and then everything else later. And See, I'd agree with you, I but I just works. don't think the Hazard Zone game is interesting anyway. But that doesn't change. Yeah, no, that doesn't change the fact that I, I think I'm right about this. The fact that Hazard Zone, they, they, but like, because what they've done with Hazard Zone. So have you played uh, Tarkov, Chung? Escape from Tarkov? No, not really. Hunt Showdown? No, I haven't really played it. Did you ever go to the Dark Zone in the Division? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's basically that, right? You go in, you get these these things, these objective things, Not a and you you got to fucking extract. But the problem they've made with Hazard Zone is the same problem that Dark the Dark Zone had in that there aren't any fucking stakes, or the stakes are so low that they don't fucking matter, right? In Tarkov and Hunt, there's a there's this concern that you'll lose your character and your equipment and all this kind of shit. Uh, but in Hazard Zone, none of that fucking matters. Uh, and so you really just go in for some sort of, I don't know, vaguely objective-based team deathmatch system. Uh, or like a, I don't know, a Battle Royale game where the fucking loot phase has been eliminated. Like, that stuff... It, it just doesn't work because there are no fucking stakes. They've made a fundamental... Like, I think if in the first place, right, you got your fucking specialists in some sort of fucking gacha game style system, right, and it was built from the ground up with that in mind, uh, and you were fucking, I don't know, increasing your fucking specialists, and if they died, they lose a fucking rarity system or some fucking garbage, um, then, like, I would have hated it but it would have been more interesting because stakes would have been involved. There would be something at risk for going in. As it is currently, you go in and you lose... Like, if you spent money equipping your character, then you lose the money that has its own box that you spent. And that's fucking it. That's all you fucking lose. And it doesn't fucking... You don't even lose all that. You lose, like, fucking... You, you get to keep 30%. You get, like, a 30% refund, which you can increase to fucking 50%. If you spend more money, I don't know why the fuck you would. And like, that's a that's a fundamental error that like ripples its way through the rest of the fucking hazard zone and makes it feel like it like nothing you're doing matters. And so you have to you have to like rejig your uh, interpretation of the game so that you can. I guess contextualize it in a way to make it interesting, which is what we were eventually doing. Uh, and we were just sort of like fucking with people in that last game. We we're playing on fucking breakaway and we were literally just fucking taking potties and hunting people down and chasing them down. We had a fucking, we had a car. Cars are fucking ridiculous. I cannot believe this game is going to fucking launch with vehicles being as powerful as they are. It is fucking heinous. Uh, you jump in because a car again, and you basically, are in you, you've got to take, you've got to take, you've got to buy equipment to take him with you, and so now all of a sudden you've got to have people in your team with with rocket launchers to be able we to were deal going with in cars. <laughs> with one person had the thing to find the drives, and everyone else was going in with rocket launchers because that was the only way to deal with the fucking with cars. That was the there's only no way loot, to so you have to have it with you. 
You can't pick up loot on the fucking ground. I don't know why you, you wouldn't have a loot system in there. But yeah, so that was the only... Because cars, right? You're armoured, you drive up, and you can just fucking... You've got a minigun that minces everyone. I parked our car on top of a mountain 600 metres away, <laughs> but we because it was a fucking bright white Antarctic map, we could see everyone, and we knew okay. they had to come in our direction to get to the extraction point. So I've parked it, like, literally on top of a fucking mountain, and I jumped in the fucking gun, and I was just fucking hammering these. I, I, it was the filthiest fucking shit that I would ever fucking do until two minutes later when I landed next to the extraction point and called in a, a robot dog that has a fuck, that, like, is an AI that murders people, and they are also impossible to fucking deal with. Because yeah. they've got no fucking concept of fucking power levels. It's almost like when they increase the TTK on players, right? It's almost like they didn't fucking give people more health. What they did was they fucking made weapons do less damage, right? And so now none of the weapons do any fucking damage to anything. And so a robot dog can run around. And because it's got auto aim, because it aims like a fucking bot, it Laser. just fucking murders everyone. <laughs> so I've got a clip of us of me and Nate hiding in the fucking extraction plane and I'm just like throwing fucking my grenades out the door so they run up to try to get to the door to shoot us and they just run into grenades and then this fucking robot dog is sitting there fucking lasering them and I get like three kills in the last fucking two seconds of this fucking match because the robot dogs does, does whatever it fucking wants and like we didn't have to pay to bring a robot dog in that would be even more disgusting yeah. hey we requisition just points like there's a system for yeah, it that yeah. was in the last game. And they, like, they when they die, they, re, they re-up. They're not, like, a one-time use. Like, we, our, our, our car, I called the car in and we drove over to that fucking oil rig. And then it despawned for whatever reason. But I was able to call it back in again. And the fucking, the same with the robot dogs. We had two robot dogs we could have called in. You just keep finding these fucking things. It's insane, man. Like, I just don't understand how they could be doing any of the shit they're doing. It is out of control. Okay, so we're talking about um, there's, so there's like this AI, AI in the game. Yeah, yep. yeah and, and you get uh, credits for killing the AI. And every time you do that, you then uh, are able to take them outside of the game with you. And that's what you use to spend more money on. Um, so if you don't extract in the game, um, at least you're getting something yeah. out of it to take with you into the next one. Yeah. Uh, and and but I think there's there's too many AI for what the game can sort of handle in terms of its time to kill again. You're spending so much ammo on trying to down these things that once you get to a fight where there's another player or another team coming in, you've either got to have the supply station nearby or somebody on your team that can give you ammo again uh and, that, and that, i think that the ai is is overtuned as well it's it's too fucking they can see you from so too far aware and like that's what they've missed from like uh, well i know escape from tarkov scavs are kind of lasers but uh mm. but like hunt showdown you can like walk all the way up to something and fucking kill it silently and that's a big part of how that game works like that's a big part of the fucking gameplay is like making sure you don't make noise because noise alerts other hunters and you are fucking hyper aware of that and it like plays into the fucking tension of it right and that's sort of how tarkov works in the same sense in that you're worried that like 
the shots of the scabs, like you want to take that shit down quick because each and every shot is like another fucking ringing another dinner bell, like another fucking alert, right? It's not the case in, in this, in Hazard Zone, because you fucking spend so much, so many bullets trying to fucking kill anything. And like in this case, I think it's something to do with fucking engagement ranges because like it seems like sniper rifles are able to take shit down from fucking anywhere and they do it pretty yeah. quickly but like anything less than a like even dmrs have only like 100 200 meters of fucking effective range and after that they're fucking pointless they're super powerful inside that range but like outside of it yeah they're just not fucking good i headshot a dude that like you know those dudes were standing on top of the fucking uh on the big tower in uh, hazard zone yeah. Right at the start, I headshot one of them. And didn't fucking phase him. He just stood there and kept fucking shooting yeah. at us. Like he didn't give a fuck. Like I look because I got the crosshair to change colors when I get a headshot. Didn't give yeah. a fuck. Same. Did not care. It's at just all. a That's flesh wound. It, say again. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> it's part of flesh wound. But I said this off. in the in the beta, right? It it yeah. takes too many bullets to kill someone with a headshot. It shouldn't take yeah. three shots. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> It's um, uh, very frustrating. Uh, but, like, I... Yeah, if they... Like, I think Hazard Zone... I, I think all of Battlefield 2042 is fixable, to be honest. It would take six months at least. But I think it's all fixable. I think they could turn this fucking ship around. I do not think... Like, you... It would... There's... The problem is there's no part of the game that doesn't need fucking fixing. That's the thing, right? You need to fix so much of this game to get it into a state that I think would be fun. Play yeah, fun. But even then, I think that there's so much of it missing that, that we've made the games interesting before. Like, it just feels like a... It feels like we've gone 15 years in the past where they haven't... Like, what is new in this game? What is new? They've I put a T system in the game yeah. where you can... Uh, you can equip your modifications and your add-ons on the weapon on the fly which is bizarre to me because now you can take in like a grenade launcher a fucking armor-piercing bullets uh, high-impact bullets uh, a 2x scope a 4x scope a 6x scope and you are like changing these things on the fly right it's just so like that is the one thing they've put in the game that is sort of new and I don't know if I fully agree with it at this like point it. I like it. I like it. I think it's a good addition. Once you get your head around it, I think it's fucking... It's cool. Like, I was using it on Hazard Zone, uh, rolling around uh, with the, the the M5, and I've got the option that, like, by default, it's got the red dot, but when, when I'm trying to fight some shit a couple, like, 100 meters away, I switch to the fucking scope rifle, and mm. I think that's pretty cool. I think, like, beyond that, like, it's, it's basically canted sights. That's the problem, yeah. right? Like, you could just have a button for canted sights and it'd be essentially the fucking same, but... Yeah. I, I like it because... I, I like it for certain things when, like, oh, there's a helicopter coming. I gotta switch to armor-piercing rounds and shoot damage. the helicopter. But then I shoot the helicopter and I have no fucking idea what is going on. Like, it's telling me I'm hitting it, but yeah. am I doing any damage? Like, how much damage am I doing? In, in previous games, you'd come up and it'd say, like... 
uh, plus four or you know you've gotten four points because you did yeah. four damage or yep. eventually you know you've done 28 damage and i have no concept of what damage i'm doing to these like i i must have wasted about 150 bullets on this chopper mm. it killed me and it said that i'd done seven damage and i'm like well okay fair enough i i'll never do it what that was again. the point of that yep. <laughs> like yeah. that is the the whole game i just have no concept of what is anything that is going on because it's just such a bad job of feedback when someone in the team dies in uh hazard zone someone on the other team dies like i don't get a notification saying that they've been squad eliminated like it's a, sometimes it's a it's regu- voice line right like yeah yeah sometimes it's regulated to like a, a voice line other times it just doesn't happen i didn't know because job had to tell me it happened because his character said it yeah uh or if you get a knock you don't know if you've knocked them there's no indication that you've knocked them and so all of a sudden there's three people on the ground and you're like all right where's the fourth you just it just does such a bad feedback of giving you any information as to what's going on in in warzone or in PUBG, like you've knocked them you know it comes up it tells you in in uh, you know if you get a squad wipe in battlefield conquest in battlefield 5 it tells you when you've squad wiped somebody none of that is here it's just there's too many things that have been it feels like a game they've built on a brand new engine from the ground up and all the stuff that was in the last three games they couldn't just haven't made their way in the engine yeah but instead it's the other way around it's the same fucking engine and all this stuff has been removed and nothing has been put in that's intuitive or interesting to make the gameplay like worth checking out like why would i want to play this game when i can go play battlefield 5 or battlefield 1 other than it's got modern weapons yeah at this point Yep. but i don't think the gunplay is better yeah <laughs> it's it's yeah. bizarre to me it's so weird um the bugs we had tons of bugs um like we said it runs like crap there was bugs where we couldn't revive people i had bugs where i'd reload a weapon and it wouldn't put the bullets into the gun i've got it on video i found a clip <laughs> of it happening i think job had it made, might have had it yeah yeah, yeah nate said it happened to him um, yeah um bugs where you couldn't revive players um i had like the the whole pressing e to interact with stuff seems really off i was when i was playing as the turret guy i was having a real fucking tough time of picking my turret back up like i'd have to do it multiple times it just wasn't registering that i was fucking pressing it uh which is just infuriating and not yeah. good when you're under fire um yeah like that's that's a real problem the reload one is probably the worst of them is it um, we were told not to use the specialist anymore because the specialist oh, was broken true. my bad yeah yeah uh, the, the shield the shield specialist uh not only is he invincible which is how it works in basically every game with a shield uh you have to get around to the side of them to actually do something but uh he like his shield reflects bullets back so they do damage when you shoot at him which is insanity uh and he can bash and he doesn't want to hit kill with his shield um they had one of those staffers was like literally just sitting in a corner invincible and like in other games you throw a grenade behind them and it explodes and it does damage and allows you to kill them uh in this that doesn't work uh i think the the grenade can roll past the other side of the shield and so like clip through the shield and not do any damage uh so yeah that's so dumb just so dumb um yeah so yeah that's pretty heinous that's definitely the worst my bad the reload one though did have 
my biggest what the fuck uh, yell mm. out moment but my shadow play wasn't recording my mic for some reason uh, so it's just a video <laughs> of me running up not shooting at a guy and you have to like fucking look down at the bottom corner and see that I never fucking reloaded my dry gun like oh my god mm. um, other things I want to complain about because I love doing it the oh, yeah. UI is horrendous um, like getting any information from that scoreboard is a challenge it's it's that thing we've talked about Job and I where uh, they want everybody to feel like they're having a good time and so it doesn't show you any meaningful information other than your team uh, mm. they have put the when we played the alpha or beta whatever they called it it was just your your team right that was showing in that scoreboard now they're showing it looks like both teams but you still can't see any meaningful information it doesn't show you who's in that squad how many kills they've got it just shows you squad one has 55 kills and they've got four assists or like there's there's now no longer any way to be like oh this person's cheating because they've got 150 kills and one death or yep. this person is in a plane and so you know to go like do these specific things it hides all that stuff from you and you can't see everybody it's only like I don't know what eight teams or something it'll show you everyone yeah. else's the UA is ugly it looks like crap um, the I mean you, all you need to do is look at the options menu and trying to put things on or off in the options menu is like a, a guessing game of like did I just enable DLSS or is it now is it off yeah. And it'd be five minutes of us looking at the screen being like, I can't tell. I don't know. Like whoever designed that UI probably shouldn't have a job. I know that's mean <laughs> to say, but it's fucking terrible. Yep. It's bad. Yeah, it's it's really hard to fucking... The readability is for shit. Um, um, yeah. It's... it's it's Yeah, it's a uh, terrible thing. There's... Um, uh, the weapon selection is, I think, lackluster. There's... Um, there's four ARs in the game. I think previous Battlefield games have launched with... Uh, Battlefield 4 was like 10 ARs or something like that. There's yep. not a big selection. Obviously, I talked about it. We had one AR that wasn't working. The other one was a, uh, a burst fire AR. So technically, we had two ARs to, to choose from while we were playing. Um, the, uh, the way you sort of put attachments on a bunch of these guns in the menu isn't very well done. It's kind of unintuitive unintuitive it's, yeah it's it's strange too many clicks to do things and even to move things around you've got to click a button and click another button and then press confirm and then you got to go back and then you go to the next thing and it's just like a it's a mess like you'll wait in a lobby for a game and you you're just looking at a screen and you can't do anything on the screen it's just like waiting for players you can't fiddle with your weapons or anything um they have done a, a good change in terms of you can go in and modify your loadouts while in the actual game, which is good. Before you had to go out of the game and do it in the main menu, but now it's, uh, you know, on the fly. You can do it. That's great. But yeah, it's like it blows my mind that this game this doesn't feel like a dice made battlefield game. It feels like they were making a what Job said either Hazard Zone or a free to play game, and this is what they've come out with. Uh, it shouldn't be. I don't. It shouldn't have been released in the state. It's. I don't it's know not why, ready. I don't know why you won't just accept that I was correct about the Hazard Zone thing. But because I don't think you are. If if Hazard Zone was good, I would have been like, yeah, cool. But it's not. It's not good. I think it's a good mode. It's so bare bones. Why do you think it's impossible that they, like, might be bad at making 
a game. Because five and one were good, and it's the same fucking designers on this what, game. What else of Battlefield 2042 is good that makes you think that they're on this shit? No, no, I'm saying that five was good. Right. And one was good. Right. But that doesn't change the fact that none of Battlefield 2042 is any good, is it? Does it? So I think a lot of it is not good. Right. I think it's a super less than generic shooter. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway. Should we wrap things up? We haven't played the last section session of this. We haven't played Portal. Portal, it's, it's, but I don't think that's going to change. It's not going to save this game, but I think it could be pretty fun and interesting. Uh, I have some faith that it could be uh, intriguing. Um, enough to to make it at least interesting, an interesting playing experience. I don't think it's yeah going to make it worth the purchase, but. Fuck me. I got these plants in my office and the plants have attracted gnats. Oh. And so I I don't know, like I keep seeing these gnats and I keep trying to grab them and kill them. So many <laughs> fucking bananas, man. That's what's yeah. causing your camera the, to play with the foreground and background so much. Me grabbing at these gnats. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it is too. That's good. Um are you gonna check out any battlefield jung or is it in your wheelhouse at all? I think I'm just not gonna have the time. I do love the franchise did, but um did we sell you on it or <laughs> yeah after after all that praise yeah um also just like i don't know I, I looked at it before and it didn't look very futuristic to me oh yeah so um it's not futury enough yeah it was like you want laser guns it was like pretty much battlefield 2021 you wanted um battlefield 2142 again battle battlefield 2143 i'll just go yeah. and play battlefront too oh yeah that's pretty futury. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, the, nah, I won't have time, I don't think. The most, the most um, futuristic thing they've got is the specialists. The, the, you know, these hero characters that have... Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk. You know, yeah. war hacks. Yeah, one of them much. has war hacks. One of them and literally has One of them's got a wingsuit and a drone and the things like that. That's probably awesome. the most... Wingsuit's probably my favorite thing in Battlefield 20, 2042. Because you can mm. do it basically off, uh, like, a ledge the height of my desk... But you can, like, if you swoop correctly, you can actually get a lot of height and then climb while wingsuiting. And that's my favorite thing in the entire fucking game. <laughs> Which yeah. might be uh, an extreme indictment of Battlefield 2042 uh, overall. <laughs> but yeah, one of the characters has wall hacks. Ridiculous. Yep. Why? Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. We'll be playing a bunch this weekend. Hell it, it looks, looks maybe. <laughs> yeah, they, play that. If they, if they fucking give us codes, because I'll tell you what, I'm not giving them money for it. Uh, I, I will not be giving them any money for this. I mean, I mean, the thing is, it's a battlefield game, but there's no scale anymore. Like they, there's no more scale. You play, you play a game like Hell at Loose, and when an artillery shell hits the ground, or when someone does like one of those bombardments, and like it's like boom, boom, and like there's just dust kicking up everywhere. And you see this giant like explosion line coming towards you and you're like fuck i've got to get out of here like there is nothing like that in battlefield anymore it's yeah. gone like yeah. they've what what there's nothing yeah yeah it's so disappointing it's very um, so bombed hell at least um, shooter of the year well done yeah easy um all right let's smash through some news quickly there ain't a lot here uh, to kick off with, we've got Peter Jackson has sold his 
uh, Weta Tech assets to Unity for $1.6 billion. Um, mm. Weta's obviously a FX house that's worked on stuff like uh, Lord of the Rings, I guess is their big one. They do a bunch yeah. of other things. Heaps of stuff. Um, yeah, big pickup for Unity, I think. This allows them to put a lot of that technology into you know, their engine, or at least it's huge. take a bunch of that stuff, which is it's big. When I look at the announcement, it kind of looks to me like how to say NFTs without saying NFTs. Because they're using a lot of the same language. They're using a lot of the metaverse language, but they didn't actually say NFTs. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a really good point. I didn't think about it like that. That meta- metaverse stuff is something else. Yeah, I think um, everyone's got their own version of what the metaverse is, but... It looks like if if I'm right about that, then Unity's version of what the metaverse is is maybe making more 3D assets available to more developers either attached to NFTs or purely in the asset store without NFTs. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, I think it'll be a few years before anything comes to that though. Um uh, next up, we got Among Us it has added their new update, which uh, brings the introduction of roles and well, roles, which is new. And also, they've they've jumped, uh, pumped in a new set of cosmetics in there, um, like a free track and a paid track. Uh, basically, the roles uh, entail that the crew members now get a random chance of getting assigned roles, and that could be either the scientist who can check uh, anybody's vitals. Uh, to see if they're alive engineer is able to use vents and the garden guiding angel will be um a crewmate that dies first is able to cast a protective shield on top of uh alive people and uh, if they time it right it can negate a kill from a uh from an imposter um and then there is also a role that we've talked about before on here for the imposters which is the shapeshifter that allows them to disguise themselves as uh, another crewmate either alive or dead um what do you guys think do you, do you play any among us john never no you never played it never it's uh it's fun it's a fun game um I, I i still think adding more roles is a mistake i don't think it will add uh to the experience in a meaningful way that won't just dilute what made among us really work i know that they need to do like you know that that's not how it works when you've got these uh, obsessed, like, you know, it's very easy for me to say that because I don't play a lot of Among Us. Yeah. I dip in every now and then and it's enough for me. And I'm sure people who play the fuck out of Among Us will be really welcoming these new things. But in my opinion, on the other hand, I can just fucking turn off the rolls. Easy, yeah, yeah, easy. you can. You can tweak them as settings yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you should definitely check out some Among Us Giants. It's a very fun, it's good fun, social deducting game. Yeah. Um, and the last piece we've got here is Devolver Digital has gone public. They're a tradable company now. Uh, Sony has picked up 5% stock in them. Um, apparently, Devolver Digital, this public thing went pretty well for them. Uh, very, very well. Uh, they've also acquired a bunch of uh, studios. Crow Team, who works on uh, Talos Principle, um, Serious Sam, some of those games. Uh, I think, aren't they making Talos Principle 2 as well? Isn't that a thing that's going on right now? I thought I, I heard something about awesome. that, but I'm not sure, yeah. 
I thought I might maybe you heard an announcement about that ages ago and then haven't heard anything oh, since and I kind of forgot about it. That? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've also picked up Dodge Roll, who did Unto, uh, Enter the Gungeon, uh, Nereal, cool. that made Reigns. I, I never played that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Flyify Studios that do the Stronghold series. So a couple pickups there. Yeah. Um, Devolve Digital is, does interesting things. They've always put out interesting games. And you know, I want to play Death Store. I still Death haven't Store's played good. Death Store, yeah. Yeah, you'd probably like Death Store. You're a fucking Zelda dork. Yeah, it looks soulsy. No, it's not Soulsy. Not it's Soulsy? It's very Zelda-y. Okay. Yeah. Either way, I'm, I'll be happy. Either one. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and there you go. That's the news. Not a whole lot. Cool. Smash through it quick. Any questions, Job, that you want to get through quickly? Uh, I think, or is that it? I think we don't have any questions this week. We do not. Uh, I'll tell you what, based on last week's question, JB was like, oh, do you miss being part of the part of the cycle of hype uh being part of the community when a big hyped game comes out i was fucking sh- like fucking bouncing off the walls wanting to talk to someone about fucking Elden ring this entire fucking week <laughs> i've been fucking fanging uh, i can't wait for people to other people to fucking play it I, i'm very excited i'm more hyped having played it than i was previously um yeah very excited yeah but yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, there you go. Anything you want to plug this week, Job, that either you've been working on or you're going to give a shout out to? Uh, yeah, um, I guess a little while ago, I don't know how long ago now, last week, the week before, however long, um, I was talking about a Battlefield versus Call of Duty rivalry video that I wrote the script for for IGN. Uh, that's gone live. Go and watch it. Uh, However it is you want to watch it. I think it's on YouTube yeah. and IGN.com. Uh, they actually did a really good job with that. I thought they were going to... I thought they were going to... You know how it is. Uh, they always do something with your scripts. Um, but I mm. thought Max Scoville did a really good job with my scripts and uh, executed it really well. Um, some American... Part. Sorry? For the most part. There was For one section part, yes. in there where I felt like a joke sort of went over their head. Uh, the Fortnite joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I thought that one could have been hit a little bit harder. I thought that was, uh, yeah. But uh, like largely outside of that, I thought they did a really good job with it, which is awesome. So uh, that's pretty good. Go to ozgames.com, check out my Rainbow Six Siege preview and my Elden Ring preview uh, or on my YouTube to watch my Elden Ring video preview. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um. For me, you can go to uh, Survivor.com, check out my Battlefield 2042 review. And I think that's it at this point. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Jung, anything you want to plug for this week? Either you've been working on or, uh, I don't know, a movie, a book, a film or something you want to recommend to people? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, game? I did some Kotaku stuff, but that was that's all a bit old now. Yeah. I'm working at Engine now, so I'll be making some content for Engine. Um, engine. Explain Engine. Engine, John. engine is a uh, company that makes developer tools for blockchain and NFTs. So um, they've been in the game for quite a while. I wrote about them a little bit back when I was at Fandom. Um, I did a, a, a guide to gaming cryptocurrencies and and different sort of blockchain related projects back at fandom. And right. I did one story that was specifically about engine, but 
but I did one like wider guide that looked at all of them. And basically, if you go back to that article, the gist of it was that most of them were BS. Right. And um, a lot of them were full of hot air and they were making these wild promises. Uh, but there was like two or three projects that I thought had legs and engine I thought was the strongest. Um, cool. And so they have, I think they, they had the right ideas back then and they've got the right ideas now. Um, obviously the, the landscapes changed. And so the ideas that they've got now are a little bit different, but even as far as like, yeah, 2018, I was like, yeah, these, these guys have the right idea. Um, back then it was more about developer adoption and making tools on unity to make, make it easy for developers to do like one click ads of NFTs and stuff like that. Uh, these days it's more about, uh, scalability, sustainability, uh, stuff like that. So they're they're moving everything from Ethereum onto the Polkadot blockchain. Uh, they've got a new project called Infinity, which is um, going to be on uh, a parachain on Polkadot. Uh, for those who know what the hell these words are, no idea. Um, so <laughs> Polkadot's going to be like a, a blockchain that bridges a bunch of blockchains together, right? And Infinity uh, is going to be one of those things that that bridges onto it, and it's going to be highly scalable. So It'll be without a lot of the, the problems that the Ethereum stuff has. Like, um, it'll be very low transfer fees, um, really fast transfer speed. Um, it'll be a lot more sustainable for the environment. Um, Affinity is going to be carbon neutral, um, and they already have a a program called JumpNet, where like all of the NFTs that were previously on Ethereum can now be on JumpNet, and JumpNet is uh, as of well as of a little bit earlier this year uh, carbon negative. So um, I, I feel like it's a company that's like, it's sort of, you know, NFTs get a lot of like uh, negative sentiment in the gaming space right now, but um, that's because people have legitimate concerns about environment and energy usage and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I think there, there are some companies out there and actually some of the best ones are in our region um, for bringing NFTs towards towards where it needs to be with regards to like, sustainability, uh, scalability, and also just use cases. Cause like a lot of people, when they, when they think NFTs, they think silly JPEGs of rocks and stuff. Right. Click um, save as. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> but there are others like that's, you know, artistic NFTs are very different to finance. NFTs are very different to gaming NFTs. So, um, yeah, engine just kind of like makes developer tools for people to build that kind of stuff. So anyway, that's what I'll be doing. And um, awesome. yeah, as for a good movie, go watch Pig. Pig, <laughs> fuck yeah! How yeah, good how good was that? Holy shit! <laughs> Luke didn't like it. Didn't like I it. I haven't watched it. Luke didn't like it. He hated. <laughs> it. He hated it. I I don't want to say anything other than that because um I don't you know and you can't talk about it without spoiling stuff so yeah yeah one hundred percent yeah watch it Luke you fucking dog. When I get time, Your yes. Um, Just do it. All right. Do it at six. Yeah, do it at six. Uh, <laughs> all right. That, that is the, uh, that's the podcast for this week. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all places you get podcasts from. Uh, you can find us on Discord, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. Jump in there. We're playing Battlefield this weekend uh, for people that have early access. Don't buy it, though, on early access. Um, I think it's, is it on Game Pass early access or how does that work? Does anyone know? Uh, it's Game Pass early access. You get to play ten hours, right? Uh, Which is more than the, enough. Out of that, yeah. Even it's, that's yeah. controlled. It's more, it's, more, it's more than we got to play for the review event. <laughs> yeah, it's more than we got to play. <laughs> uh, 
you can also go to our um our, our website thegapodcast.com uh you can check out past episodes on there a bunch of content jobs put up are you putting a review up for this job or what's happening no nah, i'm not because i'm uh i'm writing a bunch of stuff for ign on it okay so easy um you can also go to our patreon page page patreon.com slash the ga podcast become a re- recurring member um help us put the, the show on keeps the website running keeps the podcast going thank you to everyone that does that every month thank you so uh, much really appreciate the support and uh, that is it for this week junk thanks for coming on it's thanks good so to much see you. Good to talk no to you. worries it was fun awesome. I, I had to talk about elden ring oh, i had fuck to talk yeah, about absolutely. it with you guys <laughs> fuck yeah it would have just been anytime me, me yapping the entire time like going oh no i can't say that oh that, that's a spoiler uh, um. yeah 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 you know it's it's probably it's probably a sign in itself that when someone is plays a game like that and they're just so excited that they want to talk about it that's that's oh, yeah. probably yeah. like a sign in itself right yeah unless Usually they're the games the, unless the it's ones the, you want to talk about yeah the other side of the horseshoe oh yeah where yeah, i was yeah. very excited <laughs> to talk about battlefield this week the horseshoe theory for different uh, reasons yeah <laughs> the one people for different but similar reasons <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah thanks so much you're always welcome to to talk about whatever you want on here you know that so um, hell yeah i'll uh you hijack it make a uh, the gap nft podcast oh i'm sure that'll go down It'll super well in the yeah, gaming no. community they'll love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh all right well that is it for this week uh next week we talk about more battlefield obviously and uh probably a few other things uh maybe get some more vanguard in and, oh yeah, for uh, sure. See if we I've can enjoy the satisfactory. Got a game called Hermitage, Strange Case Files, which my brother told me to get, so I'm definitely gonna fucking hate. So uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you all next week. See you. Love later. you. Bye.